Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. This is Band from Ringside. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, AEW opens that forbidden door to NJPW. And if you've ever listened to this podcast, you know that's a big deal over here. Darby Allen and Andrade have a coffin match. There's lots of stuff going on in WWE. Not all of it good, but some of it's okay. And there are rumors, 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 rumors that I am super mad about that. And a whole bunch more tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. Do you hear about the rumors? Uh, I'm going to carefully say no because there's a lot of rumors. Ditch that nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark. So welcome to the band from Ringside Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Vagie, a.k.a. Cash Rules Everything Around Me. Cash Rules Everything Around Me. Cream, get the money. Jabba, Jabba, Bill, y'all. Uh, and sitting to my left. That's two Wu-Tangs in a row. Yep. Sitting to my left, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Allow us to bow our heads as I read from the latest edition of the Band from Ringside Podcast, Volume 253, Chapter 3, Verse 14. And the good smart saith, hashtag, boo the heels. It is all good, baby. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat the Holy Trinity at BFR. Um... Quick shout-outs while I'm thinking about it. Um, Shout-out to High Five Time. Thanks for meeting me at uh, the Windy City Riot event. Thanks for getting me in line in time, because if you didn't, I probably didn't miss the first couple matches. And then, obviously, I got to fuck with uh, the nine. uh, Two Beer not being here this week, I wanted to fuck with him because he drunkenly bought those tickets, and they fell into my lap. Because he could not uh, go, obviously, because it would have been travel, hotel. That was this past weekend? It was, yeah, on Saturday. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. Um, So, of course, they fell into my lap. I was like, well, fuck it. You know, New Japan is here. I got to go. I mean, I'm not sure when it would. This is before, you know, all hell breaks loose and Tony Khan just fucks with everybody with signing this deal with uh, New Japan for the uh, Forbidden Door pay-per-view, but I was thinking in my head, this is probably the only time they're going to be here in in America that it's that close. It's no excuse not to go. So we went, High Five Time met me or whatever, so we had a good talk before and after, whatever the case may be. He'll be coming into town in a couple weeks. So, I, you know, shout out to High Five Time and thanks to Beer for the ticket, you dumbass. <laughs> uh, before we get too far into it, we need to talk about STL versus the World Grandel Wrestling. It is coming up, guys. It is next Saturday. I will be there. I Your be boy, there. Jason Cornelius Bell, will be there. Vice will be there. We got Hamilton. We got my friend Tim Alvarez. There's all going to be all sorts Murray of motherfuckers there. there. Murray, the Murray man. Murray's going to be there. Yes, oh, sir. haven't seen that motherfucker in a long time. It, he it, finally it, he texted us out of nowhere today since he has a new T-shirt idea for yeah. Two Beers Zach Pullman, which is pretty fun. Yeah, I was going to say he doesn't have his own T-shirt yet, which is uh, a little bit of a. Uh, but go online, look up STL versus the world, look up Grand Ole Wrestling. It is $25 flat fee. There is not a bad seat in the house. It is going to be a party. Mm. Josh Alexander, who am I? Josh Alexander, Moose, uh, Mike Outlaw, Davey Richards. Davey Richards. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I said it right for once. Davey Richards, uh, Gary J. Uh, West Coast Wrestling Wrecking Crew, Technical Difficulties, uh, Tootie Lynn, Daniil Dashwood. Um, also known as Emily, Emelina. Emelina, yeah. Um, Kalisto, uh, now known as... Uh, Kalisto. 
Sam Ryder Del Sol, I believe. And you know, uh, you know, Tender Mahal is booking the whole thing, and you know, Tender Mahal is going to let Kalisto cut loose. I already told him. I already told him he's book. You gotta book a forty-five minute match with Kalisto. Dude. <laughs> Look, I, this is gonna be nuts. I'm I, I'm very very excited for next Saturday night. Uh, Joey and I have talked about this at nauseum on multiple weeks. I expect this. I have a high expectation for this. Um, it should be a lot of fun. So yeah, come on out. April thirtieth, twenty twenty two, at the Grandel. That's G R A N D E L. Doors at five p.m. And like I said, twenty five dollars flat anywhere you want to sit. We are coming at you from just the gorgeous St. Charles, Missouri, St. Louis, Missouri. It is very nice outside. Uh, sorry, we got sorry to Jason. I apologize to you <laughs> that we're starting so late and that you had to you come act, out here. You acted like we live and my, shit. My brother, my, <laughs> my brother Joe was coming in town tonight to. Uh, he's going to a wedding in Columbia. He's in a wedding in Columbia, Missouri. He's driving down from Detroit. He was leaving at eight 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 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, so he was supposed to get here around four. Apparently, my brother Joe. Who has been known to partake in the weed? Oh no! Got Highway 69 and Highway 96 mixed up, oh, and Jesus. it cost him two and a half hours. So, I was out there alone with my daughter Edna May, Edna Guerrero, and uh, I was like, "She is not going to make it very long. She has been at fucking. Uh, she did little gym today with, you know, with the rest of the little babies. She didn't that very well. I was like, she is going to be going crazy. And by God." She was going crazy by about six o'clock. I was like, Joey, it was nice seeing you for 15 minutes. Peace. This kid is going to fucking freak. So that's my apology to Jason Bell on air so everybody can hear it. I'm sorry that we're starting so late. I know you don't, but you, you're you driving out here. You're making a real sacrifice for coming out of here, and I, I apologize. So uh, That's fine, kind of funny. 96 and 69. first question. Thank I was you. like, wait a minute, those highways are that close together? <laughs> what the fuck? Who does that shit? Five. You, you Michigan for trouble. Michigan. They you, show the hand. They're like, any sixes up here, six nine down here. Uh so no two beers act tonight. Uh his kid had a track, track meet. meet. Uh they're almost done. Zach apologizes. He especially apologizes to Blood Girl Raven because Blood Girl Raven said, friend of the show, Blood Girl Raven said that she was looking forward to Zach's take on the Forbidden Door pay-per-view. Oh, you know we're talking about that next week again. Oh, the week's I, leading up to Yeah, it. but we're going to start with it right now with that three counts. <laughs> One, two, three. All right, JCB, kick it off. I don't want to give Tony Khan all the credit because, I mean, you know, New Japan has to give, you know, some love too because, I'm sorry, I'll just say it on air live right now as we speak. I feel like I'm the lone true New Japan fan of the bunch that's still my number one zach is aew i feel like bill is aew as well neither here nor there because obviously we have what we're going to get ready to talk about is the big announcement yeah come on we all watch new japan though oh yeah you watch it all yeah and that's the difference i I watch watch new japan i just don't watch all of it that's all i'm saying i mean we all like it to me it's my number one for you and zach it feels like AEW is your number one. And it's neither here nor there. Sure. They're both great. Fair. We both love them. Yes. Okay, so let's just get that off the table. Mm. Now, that said, Tony Khan comes out, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm thinking streaming service because that feels like the next step for 
a wider audience for AEW. He brings out the New Japan president. I forget his name. Doesn't even matter at this point because then I was like, oh, shit, now this makes sense. They already kind of gave us the nugget with, you know, Rampage and AEW Dynamite coming on on weekly on New Japan World. So now here's the bigger nugget. Uh, I think it's the 26th of June, uh, the Sunday, United Center, AEW and New Japan are going to have a, unfortunately, a one-night show where it's basically going to be AEW versus New Japan. And I'll just say it, you know, in my own best two-beer way I can possibly say it, my dick got hard because now all of a sudden we have what we've always, at least what I've always waited for for a long, long time when ROH and New Japan did their Supercard that was the biggest thing that was the equivalent to something that was not WrestleMania related. It had mixed results. All in was much better received. This to me is now the best of both worlds because you have the established new Japan brand, the AEW brand that basically was supposed to be new Japan, but they broke off anyway and now they have this own successful brand with half, I would say half the United States watches WWE. The other half is AEW. Let's just keep it simple. This AEW side is going to come over and watch this super show is the word I'm going to go with, which makes me just, the, the imagination just goes wild. My only hesitation is the booking has to be somewhat even. It can't be all A-Dub. It can't be all New Japan. I don't care if it's seven matches to three or whatever. It's something, it just has to make sense. As long as it makes sense and I'm entertained, that's really all I'm worried about. But ultimately, this is now on the card of things I have to do for 2022, okay? This New Japan show was like, okay, yeah, I got to do it. Now this just supersedes this. It's on a Sunday, which is perfect. I'm off. I just got to get off that Monday so I can get my narrow ass back home. For me, I want to at least make the attempt to at least be in the house to try to see this bad boy. If not, then obviously I'll watch that Joker live. But it's finally happening. I'm, you know, like I said, rock solid hard when I heard that shit. It, it was a surprise to me because I was thinking streaming service, but Tony Khan just made a, a two-for-one deal, and it all, it all makes sense. It's finally starting to happen because restrictions, COVID-wise, are starting to loosen on the New Japan side. Obviously, here in the United States, you can travel here and there. So all things considered, if it stays the way it does... This is gonna be the shit. I uh, this is a make no mistake about it. This is a massive deal for New Japan Pro Wrestling, and I don't mean massive deal like money wise. I mean they really have a chance here to connect with the American audience that they've been trying to get for a long time. That they were ramping up to getting. Before COVID hit, and they were because they had that huge MSG show. This is a huge deal for New Japan. The only person that this is a bigger deal for is me as a fan because I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> um, I think that this pay-per-view 
has a has an opportunity to set up set up some big things. It's going to set up that Bullet Club storyline. Yes, Bullet Club sure. storyline that's going to stretch across different promotions, which sounds very fun. It also has a bunch of dream matches. And listen, sometimes I hear. I'll, I'll, I'll get into this a little later, but sometimes I hear criticisms of AEW that, well, you know, they have good matches, but there's no stories. And, of course, I don't agree with that, but take it as you will. Listen, I, I was spending some time on wrestling Twitter last night after the announcement, and it is such a drag, man. Like, you can try to fight, but it is trying to hold the tide back with a fucking five-gallon bucket. It's just, you can't do it. It's just so negative. It's like just like, like what you want. My favorite tweet said, oh, AEW and New Japan announce uh, this exciting pay-per-view in June, and WWE fans say, well, how can we make this about us? And it's it's seriously what happened. It's like fucking, it's like, guys, just chill the fuck out. It's like, if you don't give a fuck about it, then don't give a fuck about it. Anyway, I'm, I'm not trying to fight a straw man. I like watching good wrestling matches, which is why I like New Japan. Personally, today, when I texted Jason and Zach, and I said, is there any New Japan that I need to watch for tonight's show? And you said no. I was like, fuck, because I personally like logging on to New Japan World <laughs> and watching a couple fucking 20 minute bangers or watching Yano do his thing or you know you know God. but anyway Windy City Ride was the shit by the way I but, just wanted to put that uh, out there well I do want to hear about it uh, on the pod but two beers act yeah uh, yeah you know you were off the show a couple weeks ago I said let Jason speak for himself but we're gonna let Zach be, speak for Zach here because he put up a dream AEW NJPW dream card I'll skip you know he's got Yuta versus Uemura cool He's got Orange Cassidy and Dan Housen versus Yano and Taguchi. I I like the idea of Yano versus Orange Cassidy. That sounds, I was thinking that myself. That sounds really Just, good yeah, to me. Right. <laughs> Y'all, you can do what you want to. Undisputed Elite versus Bullet Club 10-man. Jericho versus Suzuki. Fine. Uh, Sammy, Sammy versus El Desperado. I think we can make that happen, Kevin. Uh, Jungle Boy versus Osprey. I mean, that is probably not who I'd put against Osprey, but, but I'd watch it. Yeah, for sure. Ray Phoenix versus Hiromu. He might have meant Penta because I think Ray Phoenix is still on still the shelf. Still hurt, but it, 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 it's still – I think he – Either said, one, though. No, I think he said on the uh, tweet after it that Phoenix was hurt. There was like a, you know, a disclaimer for this whole thing. I, I like – I just dip my toe into wrestling Twitter now. It's just so negative. It just really <laughs> fucking – it like brings me down. Pack versus Shingo. I didn't even think about that. That sounds fucking boss. Apparently Pac's hurt, but, you know, that – Something else to that, but go ahead. Now, this match, I think this match is probably going to happen. Zack Sabre Jr. versus Brian Danielson. Yeah, I was thinking that that's probably the safest bet of the bunch. Uh, there was somebody else I was thinking. He's got that. Kingston versus Ishii. I think I'd rather see Kingston versus Suzuki. But either way, I'd like to see those big, meaty boys slap some meat together. Oh, you know what I mean? Actually, if I'm not mistaken... Ishii and Eddie Kingston is getting ready to happen. That was, as long as we're going to talk about when you see Uriah for 30 seconds, that was basically the semifinal match, uh, Tomohiro Ishii versus uh, Suzuki, which was 
I think the match of the night, I'm sorry, it was, you know, two meaty guys slapping meats, like you said, and it was live, and the crowd was hot. I didn't uh, make that phrase up, by the way, so no. nobody come at me. It's it's, uh, it's, Kaz. it's, it's Kaz. Uh Andrade versus – oh, sorry, go ahead. No, but uh, Ishii won the match, and then Eddie Kingston came out afterwards, and I was, and the whole crowd just starts losing their fucking mind. I'm just like, dude, if, if this is going to ready to happen for free, I'm just going to be – I might have to just go get a tattoo in New Japan at this point. But basically they set up a match for the Washington uh, pay-per-view that's coming up here in a little bit. I want, I, want re- and Tanahashi. I want to reiterate here that this is not the official card. This is just Two Beer Zach's dream card. Throwing it out there. Andrade versus Naito. I think that's that needs to happen. If, if you can get Naito over here, that's that should be that match. So you just said Moxley versus Tanahashi is probably happening? Moxley, uh, Will Ospreay was the main event for Windy City Riot. Uh, John Moxley did a curb stomp. Who went over? Uh, Moxley went over both show color. Moxley did a curb stomp. Moxley on, curb stomped Osprey, and, with, and the crowd went absolutely ape shit. Oh, I it, bet. <laughs> Jesus it was Christ! Crazy. And, uh, so, and obviously, uh, Osprey. I shouldn't say. Hold on, 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 hold on. Let's take. Thanks, Jack. Hold on. Let's let's back up a little bit, Jason. We'll get back to what we were talking about. Tell me about Windy City, right? <laughs> so it was in Chicago. It was in Chicago. Um, you ran, drove up there by yourself? Drove up by myself. I left like 12.30, got there like 5. But, uh, I mean, Jason and I did not talk before the podcast <laughs> at all. He came in. I said, let's start recording because we're starting late. And so we have not talked at all. So we're just going to talk like you guys aren't even here. So you drove up there by yourself? Yeah. Um, got you have there. an Airbnb? No. I it a, wasn't. A hotel was a... Uh, uh, Courtyard uh, Marriott. Oh, you like, should have stayed at that place that me, you, and Zach stayed for uh, Starcade. <laughs> I think we we're going to take a pass on that. Chick gave, that chick gave Zach <laughs> negative Zero five stars. Right. She's like, they left weed in my couch. They did not go to bed. I had the decency to take the weed with me. How dare you say I left weed in your couch? Any event, uh, so I got there at five, met uh, high five time like five till six o'clock and you when i got there you can start to see the line it was a fairly significant line and i was towards the back towards basically at the end of the line as we start to weave our way around the line just kept getting bigger to the point where as i was getting ready to go into the front you can see to my right at say i'm looking at my 12 o'clock to my three o'clock you can see the end of the line it was nuts, okay? Just the amount of people that they packed into this motherfucker. But anyway. To Tell skip, me about the notable matches. Well, just because we're on. We talk about, yeah, we're just I talking mean, that about it. That sounds insane. Yeah, so Osprey comes out. They have the United Empire, like total United Empire, where I'm saying Aussie Open was there. Uh, uh, Great O'Conn, who had, was fucking over. Great O'Connor is over in Chicago, I guess, in, in America at this point. Jeff Cobb was there. Uh, Hanare, they had a, uh, a like a 10-man tag versus Bullet Club. That was okay. I, I had to go get something to eat at this point, and then I'll talk about as I came back. I'll just say it now. As I'm watching you know, Bullet Club and uh, United Empire finishes up, and I'm still in this ridiculous-ass line, um, who it comes out? Uh, Finn Juice versus uh, 
it's, it's Jonah, uh, bad, a uh, Batman, Tito, uh, Shane. Oh uh, fuck, I can't. Th- what was his name in NXT? It's Shane. Shane Har- Thorn. Shane Thorne, yeah. yeah. Okay, it's like there's... I don't know. I forget what his name was. In the it's them three versus... Um, shit. Finn Juice and the, th- uh, the third guy. I can't think of what it was. Anyway, so they start... To, it's like a street fighter shit. They're outside, and, you know, and they're fighting, you know, in the aisle where basically I'm supposed to walk back to my seat. I'm thinking to myself, okay... I'm starting to hear some, like, loud... It's Brody King. That was the surprise. That was the mystery... Uh, partner brody king and finn juice and you're getting ready to take a bump coming back with some popcorn and a hot dog dog it, you can hear like the, the, the meat meat hit meat i'm just like what cock? i'm like damn i'm looking over like what the fuck's going on because i can't really see what's happening and then you know it's like brody king and jonah just you know trading shots like maybe 10 feet away from me so i'm like okay i'm getting close to not getting even my food yet but i'm watching the match literally in front of me so i'm finally getting my fucking food and i look over and they're like fighting where basically where the seats were i'm pretty sure i should have been on new japan world and i'm i haven't looked at it yet so i'm i'm kind of don't want to know because if i was supposed to be on new japan that's gonna really fucking piss me off I'll but anyway you. yeah right now i'll anyway so i'm watching this shit and i'm like well fuck man you know this shit's happening i'm just now starting to get my food and they start to break away from me. And as I go back up to my seats, they're like, dude, I'm like, I know, motherfucker. I've been waiting for food for like 20 minutes. And now all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose. Anyway, Osprey versus. Uh, Got to eat for the show. Yeah, big mistake. Anyway, um, Osprey, Matsui was the main event. Osprey comes out with, like I said, all of uh, United Empire. That's going to hopefully go into this AEW. Uh, New Japan Super Show, but another story for another time. Moxley, so I'm thinking, okay, where's Moxley going to come out? Because usually he comes from the stands. But there was, behind me, there was, like, no place for he can physically, you know, come from behind us or whatever. He came in the way we came in through, you know, the tickets or whatever. So they basically spread shit out. This is where you might see me again. But like I said, I didn't see, I haven't looked back and watched it. And they were basically fighting in front of us where I... I didn't have to look down. I just basically stood up and, uh, you know, the direct angle, you can see Osprey and uh, Moxley fighting. They basically get back into the ring. It was a really good match. The curb stomp was basically the point of the was whole thing. Was it the thing. finisher? No. That's <laughs> was like, what the Death, death rider? Yeah, and then the referee fucked up the count. So that's where, you know, there's going to be – a smidgen controversy. If you will, Osprey, you can come back with this. I'm not sure who messed it up. I want to say it was the referee messed it up. I but think it, that was it supposed was a, to be the finish. It was a shoot mistake, though. It was not. I think it was a shoot mistake. Okay. I don't think it was, you know, a work to where we're going to play this off. But now you can if you want to. I'm kind of more interested in Great Okan being that over. Dude, it was nuts. Did it, you have a match? It was. He it was. Him, Jeff Cobb, Hanari, and Aussie Open. That's. Uh, Kyle Richards and I uh, can't think of the big guy's name. That's all right. And versus Bullet Club. But Great, o- Great O'Con was. I mean, as soon as he came out, they all lined up, and Great O'Con was like in the middle, and you the crowd was just like, Wah! I'm just like, what the? I, I looked around. 
quick side note, speaking of look around. So as I'm, I'm in line, I look over, I see a House of Torture uh, t-shirt for, by this guy who's wearing it. Dude, if it wasn't so cold and I wasn't fucking, I didn't have time to fuck around, I would have walked my narrow ass over and be like, what is your problem? You have to tell me what you like about this fucking group because they are the worst fucking thing about New Japan. I kept staring at him for like 10 minutes. I'm like, dude, okay, you need to smoke a cigarette or something. Takes all kinds. <laughs> Takes all kinds. So uh, it was bullet. Scott Norton was now anointed as the final Bullet Club member. So it was Scott Norton, uh, ELP, uh, Chris Bay, and the Good Brothers versus uh, the United Empire. Okay, I was like, this feels like, you know, a good time to go away. I should be able to go away, get something to eat, and come back for the next match. Obviously, that wasn't the plan. So I didn't really get to watch that. Overall, Jay White had his USA of uh, Open J uh, Open Challenge. So basically, it's anybody anybody that comes, you know wants to come out. Uh, Shooter Umino, aka Shooter, comes out and he's the uh, the Open Challenge contender. I was like, what the fuck? Okay, so if you remember, and this is for the New Japan hardheads that you know love it and watch New Japan. If you remember, Shooter Umino. When he was in New Japan, he looks like a he looked like a young lion. He, this is not the dude. No, he is you know not beefy, beefy, but he's put on some nice weight. He looks good, beefy he's, enough, beefy enough to where now I, he came out. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, damn. Okay, damn. him and Jay White had a good match. So when he when Shooter Umino comes back to New Japan, that's gonna be a whole thing. I can't wait for that. Ultimately, it was it was a nice. New Japan show uh, from start to finish. That's, I mean, that's. It was a good time. That sounds like a fucking ton of fun. It was. I would have driven five hours just to see Moxley Osprey, (laughs) to be honest. That and uh, like I said, Ishii and Suzuki was totally worth the drive. We'll be talking about Moxley a little bit later in the in the rumors section because. <laughs> oh, okay. Now I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, so speaking of Jay White, this is part of Two Beers Zach's dream card uh page versus white you know we've probably seen that before right i'm assuming he means adam page no yes it's still where he's not talking about ethan page maybe diamond dallas (laughs) right um it's still bullet club versus bullet club where you know you can still play off of that i don't necessarily have a huge problem with that plus it'd be a nice little match he's got omega okada five as his main event. Now, it's not going to be Omega, right? It's going to be Punk. He left Punk off this thing. He left Punk off. Okay. See, that? That's okay, that's what I was thinking. It's not going to be Omega because he won't be ready for June. So let's but just I get think that it's off gonna, the table. I think it's going to be when Omega Omega's going to come out at the end. Yeah. I was thinking and more. And we might see Ibushi also. Yeah. I was thinking more so uh, Okada versus Daniel Bryanson, because that's one of Daniel Bryanson's checkmark lists. It's if it's going to happen, you know, let's just do this damn. Well, thing. we also, I mean, we, but we have to see Daniel Bryanson or Brian Danielson versus. It's already happened. ZS so, Junior, Junior, yeah, right? It's already. I happened, mean, we had to. I know, but in in that, the only defense about that is it's already happened. Okada versus Daniel Bryan slash Brian Danielson has never. Happen. No, I mean, that's true. But here's the thing. This Forbidden Door pay-per-view can make some stars out of Japanese guys that are ready to be made stars, like Okada, 
like Hiromu. Like, uh, I think American audiences will really take to Hiromu. Hiromu is, I mean, he's he's one of the three most exciting guys in New Japan. Arguably the face of the division, even if Desperado has no, the belt. not arguably. He is the face of that division. I mean, El Desperado or Desperado is awesome. I love him. Hiromu is a cut above for my money. I, I no, I'm not. I'm not going to disagree with that. What? It, what's more of his personality? But go ahead. For the listener, though, what I really want this conversation to get across is that this pay per view. <laughs> I am looking forward to this even more than I look forward to WrestleMania. Even okay, more stop. than I look forward to All Out. Okay, no, 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 this no. is this is what G1, I want to see. This uh, is a. Is this, this is? Are you looking for this more than the G One tournament? No, because the G One lasts weeks. <laughs> okay, that's, that's the G One last weeks. Just, I let's mean, keep but, it in like the New but, Japan kind of. But realm I mean, of this, this is an exciting. An exciting prospect for guys like us who have never given up on New Japan throughout the pandemic, even with the clap crowds. Guys like me, you, and Zach have not given up on New Japan, and I think that we have been disappointed a lot of times, but I also think that we've been rewarded in a lot of ways also. I mean, Osprey Shingo, yeah, you know, just talking about matches like that yeah that bad boy can be in in, in front of nobody and it'd be still if he'd be an instant classic so if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time and you're still not on new japan i can't help you if you <laughs> if you're new to this podcast and you don't watch new japan go out of your way to watch new japan it is worth it if not you know that this super show might be the time to do it and this, this would be this, the perfect way to get into it. I guess this is where... Because it'll be palatable for you, and you'll know which matches are big. Because and, a big thing about watching New Japan events is that they're four hours long, and generally the first half of it is multi-man shit that you really don't even care about. It's the one-on-one matches. They rarely do triple threats. Rarely do triple threats. It's most The one-on-one very matches rarely. are the ones that you want to watch. And tag team matches are the ones that you want to watch, right? Would you agree with that? If I mean, you, you watch you, all the multi-man stuff. No, if you want to cut to the chase and, you know, if you're you're pressed for time and, and as, you know, somebody that's now just gotten a second job again, I get it, you're pressed for time. If you want to watch, you know, just cut to the chase, that's probably a safe bet. Watch single-man matches, tournament times, you know, that if you want to watch, best of Super Junior is getting ready to come up. Cut just to the best, of but Super even Juniors. that the first half of the event is going to be multi. No, I'm just saying, just watch the tournament matches. But the it's others- hard. It's hard to know when you turn it on. I listen. I'm just. I I know that when I Here's turn what- on New Japan World and I turn on an event, I have to go to some. I I usually go to prowrestling.net. And I try to find the rundown of the matches so I know, okay, I can fast forward through these first three matches. That's all I'm saying. Or you know what you could do? What? You can listen to the podcast and we can do that for you. Yes, listen to BFR. It's uh, anywhere that uh, podcasts are found. Uh, Anyway, this Forbidden Door pay-per-view is very, very exciting. And I like the way that Tony Khan got the announcement got hijacked by Adam Cole, baby, and we're going to get Adam Cole, baby, versus Ishii next week, and that's going to be fun. Ishii, the Stone Pitbull, he is he's a guy that's never held any, 
he's never held the big belt in New Japan, but no. he is a no pun intended. He's a rock solid performer, and he has uh, tough, tight matches. He has no neck. He fucking rules, man. They call him the Stone Pitbull. Yeah, I was gonna say they I, call I, me the Stone Pitbull. Right. I was gonna. I didn't know that. I, I don't know if Cole and Ishii have had a singles match in New Japan. I'll just say this. Adam Cole is probably picked or has been drawn one of the worst <laughs> opponents he could possibly get at this point. Coming off the title loss, and obviously we're going to get ready to talk about that here in a little bit. I get, I'm assuming he's going to win, but if he doesn't, it would be a, it would be a nice, interesting storyline to see how that storyline would unfold, especially after he tried to rally the troops backstage on Dynamite. All right, let's get to that two count. One, two, three. Lots of AEW slash Ring of Honor this week. There was Rampage. There was a title match on Rampage. There was the Battle of Belts on Saturday. And then you had your standard AEW Dynamite, which is always must-see TV for this podcaster. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go in. No, it's my CTV for sure. We'll go for me as well. We'll go in chronological order. We'll go from the earliest to the latest. In case you guys didn't know what chronological meant. Um, so rampage, there was the, uh, the Blackpool combat club versus the gun club. It was fine. I don't think we have to talk about it too much. We're, we're not going to otherwise this, podcast our podcast has been taking too goddamn long lately we're doing two and a half almost three hour podcasts we don't have to talk about every single segment on every single aew thing 206 god damn that's long jesus christ that's all the longer it was felt like four hours for this guy maybe it's because i was stoned pitbull uh but anyway any thoughts on blackpool combat club versus gun club no thanks okay let's go no i'm kidding go ahead i thought they would uh, no i'll I'll be quick about this because you're right it's not much to say it went the way that we thought it would yeah i just thought they would just come out and stomp them and I guess credit to the gun club. They didn't come out and let them stomp them. Outside of that, like you said, it went the way it's supposed to. We're not going to talk about Bertrand versus a dude, uh, Ruby versus Robin Renegade. We're not going to talk about uh, Paige Cole. So this was a title match, Texas death match, rematch for Paige versus Cole. I was once again wrong. I thought that Cole would take it. I, I guess it was a little silly of me to thinking, thinking that they would change the title on a rampage. But they did put the title match on a rampage. This match was fine. Didn't last long enough. As far as I'm concerned, Adam Page ends up going over again. If you were just going to do this, they just should have moved on from Adam Cole, from Adam Page after their first match. What do you think? Yeah, I'm going to say I would like to disagree. I just can't. It just felt like it was a little meat left on the bone, I guess, for lack of a better term. The right guy went over it, you know, as far as I'm concerned. Did they, did this need a rematch? Probably not. I mean, the first match, I thought Cole lost and lost decisively. The fact that he Clean. the fact that he got this rematch and then got it so quickly, it was just kind of like, eh, okay, whatever. But, you know, it, it was good enough, but it, I wish there had just been some separation between – this match, the I guess the first title loss, and then a later title loss down the line. So I guess we'll see what happens. 
the Texas Death Match was fine. It just it's good enough to watch. I mean, go out of your yeah. way to watch it. Yeah. Like, if if you like AEW, if you like watching Texas death matches. No, I'm not going to sit up here and say it was a bad match. It was I not. Just, no, it was it was good. It, we're just inundated with great matches all the time. It's really got to stand out to be, to stand great. out, you know. Um, moving on to Battle of the Belts on Saturday night. I think we had a double turn in the first match. <laughs> <laughs> it's starting to feel like it is now time progresses, but I didn't. Did okay, let's Sammy just Guevara versus Scorpio Sky for the TNT title. I guess Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti are taking up. No, I think they're taking up the, the, Brandy, the Cody yeah. Brandy storyline. If Cody would have agreed to a heel turn, which right. it looks like he didn't, but. They are getting heat, and Woo! we talked about it last week. We talked about, man, what? why is it when people just genuinely love each other, everybody turns against them? I don't know what it is, but the crowd has turned against these guys, and if Dynamite's any example, they are leaning into it. Either way, Sammy Guevara wins back the TNT title. He's now the three-time TNT title holder. Via low blow going into... Via low blow, yes. So, yeah, very heel shit. Yeah, and that's where I think it's more that sets up the dynamite from last night. But Scorpio Sky's got to ha- stop hanging out with Dan Lambert if he's going to be a babyface. I don't think they. Ca- I don't think the fans care. I think they teased – okay, hang on. They teased Scorpio Sky before, you know, what was that on Wednesday? Um, they teased, this, uh, you know, a possible SCU reunion – with uh, Scorpio Sky saying, hey, Kaz, let me jump the line on, you know. That was me- Wednesday. That was yeah. last night, yeah. Okay. I'm not saying that it's I cannot go- remember the name of that team. SCU. Thank you. It's not going to be. They Fans hate Ty and Sammy so much that even Dan Lambert is getting love. Ethan Page had the uh, promo after the match that's still getting talked about. So he's getting love. Scorpio Sky is, you know, the victim. You know, he's getting love. It's, I'm not saying that they're baby faces, but for right now, that's who the fans are behind. I haven't read this anywhere, but it did cross my mind, so I feel like I have to say it because this is my this is my platform where I'm allowed to say whatever whatever I want. The fuck you won't. It did cross my mind that Dan Lambert's thing is a lot of times just being really, really mean to women. And that is, and if he gets cheers for it, then you're kind of dipping into attitude era, bullshit, sexist stuff. And I'm not, I'm not, listen, I'm, I'm not trying to read too much into it, but saying that he's going to hammer you the way that your girlfriend wants to be hammered and shit like that, it's just... It's not a babyface look, and it doesn't look good for the crowd to be cheering stuff like that. That's what I'll say. No, look, it's it's a cheap pop. Okay, let's just get that. Yes. Okay. Uh huh. Now, if you want to look behind it, I agree with you one hundred percent. It says more about the fans than it does say about Dan Lambert. Dan Lambert is trying to say it to be a heel, right? And because Dan Lambert can't be anything but a heel. Okay, let's play devil's advocate for 30 seconds. Let's say this was... Oh, fuck. 
There's no baby face. Edge. No, there's no. I'm thinking. I'm trying to keep it all AEW, but there's no baby face um, couple that you can equate to at this point. There's no baby I, face couples. Exactly. We talked about this last week. You can't have a baby face couple. I, t- I think you can. You just you, you know have to kind of do it the right way. And I don't know if I said this last week. I don't think you could have a baby face couple because most wrestling fans don't have girlfriends. Okay, see, I don't know why you're trying to throw me underneath the bus right now, man. No, well, what you've had girlfriends to, before. Okay, then. yeah, but I mean, what you you know, I don't have one now. I mean, what you're trying to say? What you're trying to say? I mean, it, it, well, is, take is it, it as you will. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, motherfucker. <laughs> Either way, I, I felt it felt like a double turn. It feels like Scorpio Sky is a babyface now because this, the interaction Scorpio Sky had with Frankie Gazarian backstage at Dynamite That's felt a like face, a babyface yeah. thing. The way he came out, he went up to him all respectfully. He was like, yeah, for just, sure. he, he's I, like, I, just sure respect me. I was waiting for, I was waiting for like, you know, sucker punch yeah. or something, and it didn't happen. I was like, oh damn, that's it. Uh, let's talk about Dalton Castle versus Jonathan Gresham. Very fun match. I we haven't talked about Dalton Castle on this podcast in probably two and a half years. Yeah, since we went to uh, Star Castle, probably since he. I mean, the boys went away and the boys came back. Right. I just want to say that big fan of Dalton Castle. <laughs> I like his. I like his whole. I like his whole shtick. He is funny to me. The guy can obviously work. The Ring of Honor thing with them shaking hands within the mill in the middle of the ring still works and is still effective and it makes sense why ring of honor works so well jonathan gresham i think they said he's five four there's no way that dude's five four right <laughs> i mean he's gotta be five seven right he's gotta be bigger than five he's not five four dude he's, he's five four is i will uh, look i'm i'm like no five seven without my shoes on no yes come on yeah no shade to any five four guys out there but there's no way he's five four great he's, match though did you like the match i did like the match uh Jonathan Gresham, like I said, arguably one of the three best wrestlers in the world. Dalton Castle, if he never got hurt, it's one of the great what-if ROH stories. I'm, I'm sure High Five Time has talked about it. If he hasn't, there's a, 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 a podcast idea for you for your charge. It, it just works. Dalton Castle, I liked his gimmick before this one, but neither here nor there. It was a really good match because Dalton Tassel can work the same way that Jonathan Gresham can. And it just, it all, you know, just makes sense. And he had because, a really good match. And Jonathan Gresham goes and, over. And because Tony Khan can't help himself, uh, Jay Lethal and Sanjay <laughs> Dutt and Satnam Singh. Are, say, am I saying that right? <laughs> Satnam, Satnam Singh. Uh, apologies if I'm not saying it right. I, I don't. I, honestly, I don't know because Satnam, I'm not paying yeah, S-A-T-N-A-M, <laughs> if I wrote it down right, Satnam Singh, he comes out. By the way. <laughs> I'm not paying this dude a vibe right now. It was, a, it was a bad debut, but when they shot from the bottom of the ramp with Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt standing next to Satnam Singh, it was like, holy shit, that dude is fucking massive. Like, a big dude. fucking massive. It was a much better showing for him, and I'm happy for him. The thing that I worry about with a guy like him is that's not his fault that people shit on his debut. It was a yeah. booking decision. Yeah. So I, I root for the performer, and I want the performer to do well. I want everybody to do well because I enjoy pro wrestling. That's what wrestling Twitter doesn't get, you fucking assholes, man. It should be fun. You're supposed to be rooting for people. Anyway, uh, and then Samoa Joe comes out to scare him off. Samoa Joe and Jonathan Gresham being buddies, that's cool to me. It's... 
I'd say it, goodbye there, about eight foot tall. See, you ain't shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, eight I, foot it, tall, six hundred pounds. God damn, dude, stop. Five hundred of it's Joe. <laughs> <laughs> we get the joke, motherfucker. Damn. Let me keep hammering it home. Yeah, the right. best jokes are the one you have to explain. My only thought was after this is I I really hope that they do have a, an ROH brand of some sort, whether or not it's independent or a a spinoff of uh, AEW from Rampage or Dynamite. You know, if we got to go to Dark and Dark Elevation, ROH is a, a viable brand, I guess, is where my, my point lies. And now you're starting to lay the groundwork for a Jonathan Gresham as a champion, Samoa Joe as the TV champion. You know, these are names, recognizable names, more so probably Joe versus Jonathan Gresham, but that's not Jonathan Gresham's fault. Um, you have an opportunity for, you know, the Ethan Pages of the world that – still hasn't really gotten his chance to show his wares on the AEW brand. Maybe you can shift him over to ROH. There's plenty of ROH tied in with Danielson, Punk, Red Dragon, Adam Cole, Baby. So you have an opportunity to do multiple different storylines if you want to. I guess the question is, if they're going to do it, when when is it going to ultimately happen? All right, let's move on to AEW Dynamite. Opens up with CM Punk versus Dustin Rhodes. I think this is one of those matches that AEW doubters don't like. They 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 say there's no story here. Why are these guys having a match? Well, records count. I mean that that is that that's the that's the kayfabe style answer. Kayfabe style. The other answer is, man, get this crowd hyped up. Because if the crowd is hyped up at the beginning, the crowd's going to be hyped up throughout. It's a two-hour show. So if you're trying to get the crowd hyped up for the rest of the show, why not give them a fucking 13-minute match at the beginning that's CM Punk versus Dustin Rhodes? Am I wrong? Punk has always been a good way to get the crowd invested. We talked about this last week. We said that there's a lot of open... AEW Dynamite opens a lot with Punk. And people want to see him. You know what I'm saying? And I don't have a problem with that. I think I don't think it's necessarily an AEW argument of why people didn't like or some didn't like Punk versus Dustin. I think this is just a basic wrestling argument. Well, then, people don't necessarily like face versus face or heel versus well, heel. Well, fuck those people. What did you think about it? It Did told, you watch no, it? I, no, of course I watched it. Did it you told, like it? It told the story of to me where when Dustin got hurt with the knee, and I tweeted it. I was like, okay, this is a, this is like a crossroads where we're going to see how bad Punk really wants this. People were pissed off when Dustin Rhodes didn't win with that pile driver. That was a lot. They were pissed off. I, people wanted. I think people are wanting to turn against Punk. A, a crossroads into a pile driver should, yeah. should okay, win. I, okay. Should win. And when he kicked out, you know, you sound like, like, yeah. You sound like, like you. Sound like AKA okay. over here. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I was like, ah, damn. Okay. And I even tweeted. I was like, man, I, okay. 
you know who's going to win. That just seemed like a lot for just me who has no chips in the middle that doesn't have a horse in this fight. That seemed like a lot for me to swallow. I thought when I was watching, I was like, ooh, uh, Goldust is going to give him his first fucking, or I guess it would be a second second loss here. I thought that would have been cool for Goldust to get Dustin Rose to give him a second loss. It's hard for me not to call him Goldust. But goddamn, Dustin Rhodes can fucking wrestle, man. Like, it is crazy. And you remember, I I, I can't remember we're doing the podcast or not, but it was when it was the Shield versus Stardust and Goldust. I guess it I was. Think, I think it was pre podcast. I think we were, but go ahead. Well, no, because Cody Rhodes has been gone for six years. Is that what they said? Or were they not counting Stardust? <laughs> Go ahead. I don't know. But when it was, they they used to run Raw. Where it was Goldust and Stardust versus Some, the Shield. Inc- incarnation of the Shield. For uh, for like months. You know how yeah. WWE just drives had that d- shit into the ground over and, go, over and over and over and over again. Had come into it. Totally. And, and Goldust was by far the, young, the oldest guy. The oldest guy in the match. And, and, had, and was that dude dead. He is so good. And they call him the natural. I mean, he's the fucking natural, dude. He's so he just fucking did, good. He just or at did. least JR calls him natural. Well, no. I mean, I think we can obviously say he's a natural in the ring. He's had, what they say, over 2,600 matches. That's just ridiculous. And he still hasn't dropped in quality. I'd watch, I would watch him wrestle a broomstick. I really would. He's that good. Okay. I would watch him wrestle Kenny Omega. Let's see a Kenny Omega Dustin Rose match. Let's see a fucking Ishii Dustin Rose calm, match. Calm no, down. no, don't tell me to calm, calm down. down. I'm getting okay. All right, all right I'll come down. Twenty six will be here okay, before I'll you know down. it. I'll come down. I'll calm down. I'll just say this. I'm forty two. <laughs> no, I'm saying June twenty sixth. I'm just saying I gotta watch my heart rate. <laughs> Wait, what am I supposed to elbow as I'm smoking a cigarette? You'll um, be fine. <laughs> yeah, right. As I keel over. Black no. guys always live longer. <laughs> See, I'm gonna get way. I'm gonna get yelled at like I did last week about my joke. By the way, um, I got canceled Uh-oh. by a, a, a few different organizations last mm. week. The president of Mexico mm. yelled I, at me. I can I can imagine that was on line one, right? As soon as that motherfucker, yep. uh, LAX, uh, put <laughs> they're coming after yeah, me. There's a hit on you now, dumbass. I I don't I didn't have a problem with this match. Ultimately, it just it sets up what we saw at the end, where you see Paige come out and basically they uh, he and Punk cross paths. It's that's Paige double, and Punk now. That's I mean, double or nothing as far as I'm I concerned. I mean, Punk has to take it from Paige. <sighs> I, yes, I don't know. Go ahead, agree. <sighs> I still want to say MJF, but it looks like he's going to get tied up with Wargo for a little bit. It would make sense. Punk and MJF have history. Uh, motherfuckers come out, and they handcuff Wardlow. <laughs> Stone Cold. Very, very funny. Stone Cold. Very funny. Nah, that's some Stone Cold shit, dog. Uh, come on, man. Blackpool Combat Club face Lee Moriarty, Brock Anderson, and Dante Martin. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, and Dante Martin. Uh, it's a good enough match. I'm ready for Blackpool Combat. Now, I know, I realize this is super impatient. I'm ready for Blackpool Combat Club to move on to, like, a real feud. But I also, when people get really upset about them not moving on to a real feud, I also understand that you have to establish them, like, as a thing before they're going to get into something. That doesn't bother me at all, especially with all the other things going on in AEW. 
I've been reading too much Twitter, man. I told you I tried to my tones it. Well, no, okay. Uh, let's just play devil's advocate for thirty seconds, please. If you if you had the pencil, who do you have Blackpool Blackpool Combat Club feuding against first? The revival. Okay, are you saying FTR? Yes, FTR. Okay. Yes. So then it would be FTR, and then who would be the the Blackpool uh, Moxley Danielson? I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I guess it, I was so glad that Tony Khan's announcement wasn't a trios belt. I've seen it's getting ready to be that time, dog. But yeah, that's another story for another time. What do you mean? It's it, goddamn. House of Black just, you know, reappears again. You know, it's it's just time, okay? <laughs> well, see, okay, so you have Blackpool Combat Club go against the gun club. They go over right. easily. You know, they give them seven minutes. I watched it. Brian Danielson gives them the offense that they need to give. Right. And, I, you know, I've watched enough, listened to enough podcasts, read enough books, watched enough Stone Cold Steve Austin things on uh Peacock, where I know that like that means something to somebody like uh, Billy Gunn's kids. Like, you know, just give me some offense. You know, let me get some offense. I understand all that. What they really need to be doing is taking the belts off of Jurassic Express. There's all this story to be told for the Undisputed Elite that have nothing to do with the belts. You don't need the belts to tell that story. Jurassic Express should not have the belts anymore. I love Jungle Jack Perry. Luchasaurus is a dinosaur. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> Brian Danielson and John Moxley should have the belts. Or you should have a free bird rule where, you know, Wheeler Yuta gets in there. They, ha- they need another guy, though, right? I guess that you kind of stole my thunder, and I'll just kind of pick up off that. Um, Got to be a stable. When Moxley and Danielson first, you know, had their interaction, Brian Danielson named off names of who could be in their future stable. Lee Moriarty. Exactly. Yeah. In the the commentary at one point, uh, Excalibur was saying that – William Regal was looking at Lee Moriarty, you know, training or whatever, and William Regal just painted it as, you know, that's just what I do. You know, that's how we become, you know, Blackpool Combat Club, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying, but, I, you know, if we want to connect the dots, I think this is more so about Lee Moriarty. Good. Ultimately coming to the Blackpool Combat Fucking Club. Fucking A. If that's I'm not I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if they're at least putting the breadcrumbs out there that if it's going to happen, this is the start of it. So the match itself was fine. I think more so for me, it was the checklist is the Brian Danielson checklist. Daniel Garcia is on said checklist. So that's I guess if there was the answer I was looking for, that's the answer I was you mean looking Dante for. Martin. No, uh, Daniel Garcia. Um, from uh, Jericho Appreciation Society. Oh, well, Dante Martin is... I think he was, like, on that, too, but the big ones were... I'll tell you who I wouldn't take is Arn Anderson's fat kid. Stop, dude. Stop. 
<laughs> you Shouldn't shit, man. Damn. Come on, Brock got to do something too. Yeah, no, no, he doesn't. Yes, no, he does. Yeah, yeah, he does. He needs to get a job at Kinko's, man, because you ain't got it. Uh, sorry, Brock Anderson. Come on the podcast. We'll talk about it. Uh, I ain't going to be here for that one. Undisputed Elite. Uh, Undisputed Elite cut the backstage thing. I, I, I'll, I'll wait to see what happens. It's the same thing. It's Red Dragon versus the Young Bucks. Adam Cole in the middle. Trio's title. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I'm getting kind of sick of it. It, it. it is taking a while, but I think a lot of it is because Kenny Omega is not being present. If Kenny Omega was present, I think this would be a storyline that would be rapidly moving forward. It might be a main event storyline. We talked about the Forbidden Door thing. Uh, MJF and Sean Spears stand on the in the upper deck, and they start throwing down popcorn, and they're talking all sorts of shit. Wardlow comes out in handcuffs, beat the f- beats the fucking piss out of the butcher, which he should. <laughs> gives four, it gives the symphony of power bombs, which you know the first time I heard the symphony of power bombs thing, I was like, this is never going to get over, and now. It, really got over with me. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Just Symphony of Power Bombs? That sounds fucking awesome. Like, what a cool phrase. It, I liked it at first. It, it's just gotten, like you said, it's caught steam as time has gone on, and especially with MJF. It's weird, but gets over, you know? It's gotten over with me. It's clearly gotten over with the live crowd. Yeah, for sure, because, I mean, it's... And no disrespect to the Butcher or anybody else that has to get Power Bombs No, the Butcher's like good. No, it's not even the butcher that's bad. I was just saying that he's just the guy that is, you know, the focus of someone that of one physical human he's should be able. He's collecting a paycheck. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. Let me just finish. My grandfather now. was a butcher. <laughs> he's the focus of one guy just getting pummeled. Okay, and it's not because the butcher's bad or he's a job or anything like that. It's just he is now the. He's the embodiment of what fans want MJF to ultimately feel at the end of the day. Sean Spears might have to go through this hoop, and then ultimately MJF is going to be there at the end, and that's the focus of the fans. Butcher is the guy that's taking the blows, but MJF is the focus. I don't have to say it any more than I've already said on this podcast. Go back and listen to the old ones if you have to. It's unbelievable how big of a star Wardlow is right now. And how big of a star. You know, when people say, and I I swear to God I'm not trying to do the straw man thing, (laughs) but when people are like, well, why did MJF, why is MJF going over Jericho, and why why did MJF get a win against CM Punk? It's like because when MJF wins against these guys, he can put over a guy like Wardlow, and you don't need Jericho or Punk to put over a guy like Wardlow. All of a sudden, you have a guy like MJF, who's 26 years old. He can put over a guy like Wardlow, and now everybody is dying to see Wardlow. Everybody is dying to see Wardlow give MJF a, a powerbomb symphony. Agreed. Everybody. Agreed. And that is why you put a guy like MJF over. So all these motherfuckers out there, they're saying that MJF is fucking Ms. Jr. or Ms. Light or whatever they want to fucking call him. That is fucking wrong because Wardlow is on fire right now and he is barely even allowed in the building <laughs> kayfabe style. Kayfabe style. 
Eddie Kingston cuts a promo on Jericho Appreciation Society. It's as good as expected. Eddie Kingston, I mean, there's not much you can say about it. He's a great promo. Quick sideline for 30 seconds. Um, 30 seconds, I'm counting down. Does Eddie Kingston win a mid-card title in either AEW or ROH? Of course, he has to. Yes. Okay. Eddie Kingston will have the TNT title one day. I know we talk, I know we asked this question whether or not he'd have the the big title one right. day, and we all kind of could said, he be ROH champion? We all kind of said no. Uh, yes, he could be ROH champion. Okay, I mean he's a stud. No, I'm just he's fucking great. I I know you're not saying it, but I'm saying like he's I said, a I just wanted to play stud. devil's advocate. I think Eddie Kingston in Ring of Honor would be interesting because <laughs> especially if he's Ring of Honor champion, you got to shake who's hand. Oh man, Kyle hey. O'Reilly versus Jungle Jack Perry. It was good to see Kyle O'Reilly get back into singles. I thought he was going to win this match because the week before, obviously, um, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus uh, retained the titles, so I didn't necessarily see a reason for them to have Jungle Boy go over here. It was just, like I said, it was nice to see Kyle O'Reilly come back in singles and have a, a good competitive singles Kind of a technical match, not too much, you know, high flying, but more of a technical singles match where he it felt like he out wrestled Jungle Boy. I was honestly waiting for Red Dragon, the Bucks, Adam Cole, Bebe to come out. None of them came out. To me, that was the second biggest, you know, takeaway from this match because I was when you have the you know the huddle in the backstage and you got Adam Cole, Bebe talking about you know we got to you know watch each other's backs. This is. I thought the perfect opportunity to start getting the undisputed elite, quote unquote, back on track. When it didn't happen and he won, I was just like, oh, that's that's it. I'm like, oh, okay, no. And it wasn't bad. I totally like the fact that heels win clean sometimes they don't always have to win dirty do they you know did you I just put, say did i hear you say that you thought that jungle boy was going to win this match no i oh, thought okay. that kyle rye was going to throw because jungle boy and uh luchasaurus retained the titles the week before there was no reason especially in a single in a singles tournament match there was no reason for them to have jungle boy win again and then later, if they, you if you want to do this down the line, and when Jungle Boy you know breaks away from Luchasaurus, and now you can do this kind of the same thing you're talking about with you know on a much lower scale, the mid card scale, if you will. Okay, you can break off and do CM Punk versus MJF for the title. You can do Kyle O'Reilly versus you know Jungle Boy at a later point. I'm this going is, to-, to me was a, a like a bookmark in their story. I thought that Kyle O'Reilly was going to win. He won. I'm going to say something might be controversial. It <laughs> might not be controversial. Uh, shit. <laughs> Let me get my beer for this one. <laughs> it's easy to see why Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish's Red Dragon made their biggest, why they were so popular and why they made their biggest advances getting over in a company that really didn't expect them to talk because they are 
charisma-less. They have no charisma. Kyle O'Reilly has no charisma. He's a very good in-ring wrestler. Very good. Not as good as Robert Strong, but he's pretty good. Yeah. Bobby Fish, very good in-ring wrestler. And they're a very good tag team. But they need somebody like Adam Cole. I can agree with that. They need it. Because when Kyle O'Reilly, ta- when, it, when when they're standing there and it's the undisputed elite, right? It's Adam Cole, baby, and Red Dragon on one side and the Young Bucks on the other side. It is like all of the charisma is sucked into the middle with Adam Cole. And then it kind of like like drifts off over to the Bucks. And then there is drift off. There is nothing. There's nothing at Red Dragon's side, though. Nothing. And when Kyle O'Reilly talks, it's like this is why Kyle O'Reilly was terrible as a babyface in NXT. He couldn't do it. It's just not in him. Now that's not that's not such a knock on Kyle O'Reilly. It's just you know you gotta get in where you fit in. You gotta you can fill up any part on the card, but what you can't do is be Adam Cole. Okay. You you get what I'm saying. I do get what you're saying, but I think this is the, if you just want to talk about it as I'm talking about charisma. Okay, I'm not going to dispute the fact that Kyle O'Reilly slash Bobby Fish aren't as great on the mic as Adam Cole, baby, or the Bucks. I'll give you that. Not even on the mic. I mean, just charisma. But here's where, unlike ROH. AEW does it to a certain degree. They play to certain guys' strengths. Okay? It's not that the fact that you saw Kyle O'Reilly running the backstage promo, it was Adam Cole. Kyle O'Reilly was placed in a spot. Shouldn't be allowed to talk. Shouldn't be allowed to talk. (laughs) He can get the the one line that zingers in. If you're asking uh, Kyle O'Reilly to cut a babyface promo, like they did in NXT. Wearing a fedora or whatever the fuck he was wearing. Okay. Very bad idea. You're setting him up to... I'd love to, to know whose idea that was. You're setting him Michael up to PSAs. fail because... It, God, it probably was now that you say that with the fedora. If you're setting him up to fail because that's not what he does. Okay. I wait tables. Yes. You, you're not asking me to go back back into the kitchen and cook a medium rare No filet. doubt. Okay. No, no doubt. No that's doubt. That's all I'm saying. All right. Okay. Good. Well, we're in agreement then. We're okay then. Okay, so Hook comes out, squashes some dude. Uh, he, you know, listen, I, I'm an AEW sexual. I talk how much I love AEW all the time. Don't Anthony get- Henry is not subdued, by the way. Huh? Anthony Henry is not subdued. If, if For the strong, hardcore indie guys, this is kind of – for me, it's kind of a deal because Anthony Henry is no joke. If you come out and squash Anthony Henry, there's something to be said about that. Okay, it was over in less than three minutes, give or take. So, if you're not talking about WWE Raw, this is a squash. This is a squash. WWE Raw. If you have Ricochet versus Jinder Mahal and it's three minutes and thirty seven seconds, it's a squash. All the WWE guys get on Twitter and they're like, "Well, you know, Ricochet won in the middle of the ring. One, two, three. It was a good match." It's like, no, it's motherfuckers, it's three squash. minutes. So just because it happens in between commercial breaks, you fucking dorks. <laughs> Hook versus Anthony Edwards. What's his name? Anthony Henry. Anthony Henry. Anthony Edwards was goose. Yes, R.I.P. Well, Goose R.I.P. I yes. think Anthony Edwards is still, still alive. alive. Yeah. The guy from ER. Yeah. 
But uh, he beats Anthony Henry, and then Dan Housen comes in. Tell me what you think. The you you know me. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of comedy and wrestling. The one thing that I needed to see actually happen, Dan Housen was like, you know what? I'm through fucking with you. We need to fight. Mm-hmm. This curse thing ain't working no more. Yeah, and Hook Knowles sold it again. So if that's going to be if that's going to be the deal, that's fine. But ultimately. I think this is more so about Danhausen for me. I don't get it. What is Hook's appeal? To me, Hook is... I know that Zach probably fucking loves him. Zach's probably got a Hook poster on his fucking glove box. (laughs) Like, I have no idea what his appeal is. He looks 19. Right. He looks like... My nephews are 18, 16, and 13, and he looks like every single one of them combined with a (laughs) shittier haircut. The hair is just ridiculous. God bless him. What's the appeal? I was thinking about this today. I was driving over here, and... um, You were driving over here thinking about Hook? Well, I was... It was uh, the no, CM that's Punk. Fine. That's fine. It you was the CM Punk. Uh, the CM Punk promo when he was confuting with uh, Team Taz, and he was like, "You know, send Hook, send Hook," and it was like a joke. And now all of a sudden, Hook ain't a joke anymore. You know, he's slowly but surely making his way to the uh, I won't say the main roster, but you know, to Dynamite or whatever the case may be. I'm not expecting anything from Hook. I'm just what's a, the appeal though. My my question is, what's the appeal? And I know that you haven't been like driving the the hook thing hard to the hoop or anything. I'm asking you. People are holding up hook signs. People are excited for hook. What is the appeal of hook? He's Taz's kid, and we all know that nepotism and uh, you know. We all know that nepotism is alive and well in wrestling. Yeah, for sure. Of course sure. it is. That's sure. part of the deal. I mean, it's shitty. I don't think it has anything to do with Taz's, him being Taz's son. I no, just think that. No, come on. No. You, I don't, think, you think he'd be exactly where he was if he wasn't Taz's son? Stop. He got don't his do it. opportunity to get in the door. Now, what, now, how he's being presented from that point is something entirely different. <laughs> you don't think. Who's, don't he think beat? Who's he really beat? I don't know. I don't exactly. know. Exactly. I don't know. Exactly. No, what I'm saying, Jason, is QT I don't. QT Marshall? Is that a big deal? What I'm saying, Jason, I appreciate you saying QT Marshall instead of QT Marshall. But what I'm saying is, why is he even a thing at all? Would he be a thing if he wasn't Taz's kid? Would he have gotten an opportunity on television if he wasn't Taz's kid? Of course not. Neither would have Brock Anderson. Tony Nese is here. So, I mean, you know. Who's Tony Nese's dad? Exactly, it does. What do you mean exactly? Certain people get it's it's, Tony the, Nese, it's, it's the real world. Have okay, you seen certain, Tony Nese's body? That guy is incredible looking. Okay. Also, the guy can fucking wrestle. Okay, what is so Hook it's do? all t- it takes all kinds of people I, in this world. I think you're missing this, the point. I think you're missing the point. The, what's your point? It, My point is that Tony Nese got here on his merits okay. because he can fucking and, wrestle. Okay, that's certain. And because people. he looks unbelievable, and Hook looks like a skinny twenty year old's fucking is that swimmer. Not the corporate world. Well, yes. Thank you. The defense rests. I'm just saying it's not. Oh, I already admitted it's not a meritocracy. I'm asking you, 
I didn't even say you knew the answer. What is his appeal, though? Can you answer that? Like, you feel like I asked you. Uh, hold on. To me, he's under. Well, damn, you're going to ask me the question. No. Hold on. Let me finish my question. Jesus. I ask you what his appeal is, and you're like, well, you know, I'm not saying like you say he has appeal. I'm asking you as an outsider who who's not a hook mark, right? You're not a hook mark. No. What's his appeal? Honestly, I, I don't really totally get it. It's That's just, all I wanted. Jesus fucking Christ. That's all I wanted. That's all I want is that you don't get it either. I, like, I just wanted to find a little bit of no, common look, ground with you. Look, there can be common ground, but damn, you know. Do you agree that Paris is the capital of France? <laughs> <laughs> all right, now we're on the same page again. Okay, see, that's what I'm saying. No, it really should be. That's another story for the time. It's just an undercard storyline. I don't see a problem with Hook dominating the first hour of whatever pay-per-view. Uh, Knock mean, yourself out. You, you want to throw Hook in and have Dan Housen, you know, get his ass handed to him? That's not an issue. If Hook was beating Scorpio Sky for the TNT title, now we got an issue. Right. I guess I can't do this without yelling at people on twitter like i really have to stop doing this like i really have to stop thinking about it because my whole thought is there's so many people that are like there's so many aew fans it goes both ways there's so many aew fans that are like why is johnny knoxville taking this person's spot away on WrestleMania? Why is Logan Paul taking this person's spot away in WrestleMania? Why is Steve Austin taking Ricochet's spot away on WrestleMania? And then they're like, well, fucking hook rules. It's like, now, wait a minute. Now, who, where the fuck did this kid come from, and why the fuck is he any good? Why is he any different than Kurt Stallion, friend of the show? Why is he any different than fucking Dij, Dij, Dijakovic? Why is he any Frenemy different? Frenemy of the show. Frenemy of the show. Why is he any different than any of these guys? That's what really bothers me. And it's I. It's not. I, I'm. I'm really not yelling at you. Yeah, but I. I, I just. I, I hate the hypocrisy of the whole thing. It's like just. Fan is short for fanatical, so you're not necessarily going to get logic in a lot of this shit. Okay, so for me personally. I kind of take, I try to take everything with a grain of salt. In this scenario, hook is hook. I don't, I don't necessarily worry okay, about him. So as let's the get on the Danhausen. <laughs> okay, now, that's Dan the Housen, guy I don't get. I don't to get Danhausen like, either. And I tried he's Orange to get, Cassidy before I finally got it. Oh, he's way worse than Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy does something that nobody else does. Nobody else does. I get the I got the wrestling part. I just didn't get the gimmick part. Dan Housen, I need to see the I, wrestling part. I was Dan watching Housen. it last night and I was like, "What the fuck is the appeal of Danhausen?" And I read his Wikipedia. Right? And I was like, "Where's this guy from? Like, what's he do? You know, like, like how did he get in the wrestling?" I'm reading his Wikipedia, Damn, and he he describes his own wrestling character as Conan O'Brien. With face paint. Mm, mm, mm. You ain't too far off. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I want to see. And what, if how you watched that promo last night that he cut on Hook, it will not make you like it. Nope. If you watch it in that respect, it will not make you like it. It is. I didn't bad. say I liked it. 
I just, I'm not saying you said you like it. I'm saying that people like it. People are into it. AEW sexuals yes, are yes, into it. Yes. And okay. I'm an AEW sexual, and I am not into it at all. Get the fuck out of here, man. He's taking Samoa Joe's spot. He's taking Lee Moriarty's spot. He's taking everybody's spot. Get the fuck out of here, Dan Housen. I was about to say, there, there's enough programming going around, at least for the moment, that Lee Moriarty or other guys. All right. So we talked. To, we got to keep it moving. We talked about Scorpio Sky and Kaz. We talked about Sam Guevara and. America's top team, House of Black, whatever. Britt Baker. See, I don't like that. House what? of Black, whatever. I don't I like mean, that. I mean, it was a small little vignette. I'm not saying What do you that, want to talk about? No, I'm not saying that you don't. You want to spend five minutes no, talking about you, it? If you would just shut the fuck up and let me talk, goddammit. I'm saying that this is the problem you with AEW that? sometimes. It's now House of Black came in like a house of fucking fire, and now they're an afterthought. That's all I was going to say. Now we can move on. God damn. Thank you, I agree. Thank you for agreeing with me. <laughs> you shut the fuck up. Maybe we agree more. I like it. I like it when you agree with me. Uh, Britt Baker versus uh, something Kamala or Daniel. Danielle, I'm sorry. Danielle Kamala? Sounds right. She was, uh, uh, was one fine. of the NXT girls. Um, I got a real big problem with this segment. I'm sure you do. Go ahead. Do you know what my problem is? If you say anything about the Steelers, I swear to God. No, it's I, not going to be the Steelers. Okay. No, then, I don't care about the Steelers. Knock yourself out. Could not give a fuck about the Steelers. My problem is her Until really. the season comes around and you got to get the under. <laughs> man, I'll take the under every time with the Steelers, man. They don't score. My big problem, my big problem with this promo is that she basically shit on the entire women's division. Like, what does that do for anybody? What does Britt Baker coming out there and shitting on every single women woman's wrestler, women's wrestler in AEW? What does that do for the division? What does that do for her when she beats them? What does it do for AEW? It's just it's bad. You have to there's a way to talk about your opponent by putting them over and still talking shit about them. And that was not the way that you do it. it. It just, it was bad wrestling. What do you think? I'm going to have to disagree with you on that. You watched it? Yeah, of course. What the fuck? You did watch it? Yeah, I did watch yeah, it. You of watch course, it? Okay. of course right. it's in Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm just, yeah, I'm watching okay. it. Now, that being said, I don't necessarily have a problem with this. A, she's a heel. I mean, you know, heels aren't just going to pass out the love. Okay, they're going to run down the opponent. The person that uh, the the takeaway from the promo was she threw out Jade, who to had to me is a mid card champion. But if done correctly, you can get the rub off of Britt and have Jade move up and keep Britt somewhere in the middle. That's my takeaway from it. Anything she said that. Did, Past that point, people that she named out, she ran down, that's what you're supposed to do. She's a heel. Fair and enough. Damn right. She, damn, I was waiting for her to do more shit. Fair she, enough. Fucking motherfuckers got away with that. Listen, we disagree on this, but I respect your opinion. <laughs> Yours is just wrong. That's fine. Uh, coming up next, in the main event, we had Darby Allen versus Andrade. I'll, I'll let you go first on this. Listen. Coffin match. It was a coffin match. Not my favorite type of match. I 
when you when you know it's a coffin match and Darby Allen his finisher is the coffin drop, you know that Darby Allen is going to go over, right? There's right. no doubt. Yeah. My problem is they put Andrade against him. They are they have not done Andrade very well since he's been in AEW. I I guess that's my biggest problem. I wouldn't have put Andrade in this spot if you want to have Darby Allen go over somebody in a coffin match, make it Ethan Page or some some somebody that doesn't matter as much. Andrade should be out there in the CM Punk slot. Andrade should be out there ripping off matches against guys that you want to see him versus Penta or something. You want to see them have a 13 minute match at the beginning of at the beginning of Dynamite. That's where Andrade should be. Andrade should not be jobbing out in a coffin match to Darby Allen. That's my thought. It, it, you ain't said nothing I haven't said for a while. I'm, and that Santana Ortiz, same concept, same cut. Um, I'll just go like this. I get the why. The why makes sense. For storyline purposes, I would like to think this feud is coming to an end. It has, honestly, if you want to really stop and think about it, it hasn't done anything for anyone outside of Sting. And I'll let Two Beer defend his boy next week about him jumping off another fucking balcony at 62 years old. That, to me, was the highlight of it. Outside of that, it was the same old uh, Andrade family order coming down, getting involved. There's your smudge for the week. I'm sure we. I missed one or two beforehand. Ultimately, it doesn't matter. As much as I want to disagree with Bill, he kind of stole my thunder. I knew he wouldn't like this match because it's a Darby Allen kind of gimmick match, and this is what he kind of does. Ultimately, I guess down the line, maybe when he becomes you know more of a, a main event star, and he's going for the title, and it's a coffin match, and the you know the title's on the line. Maybe at that point it'll have more. You yeah, know, but Andrade is a work rate I'm, dude. I'm not. I'm, look, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you on that. Okay, I've said it multiple times. I said it when before Jeff Hardy came over. Andrade should be doing more. And now, I think I almost want to say we've seen the ceiling of Andrade, and it wasn't even really that high of a ceiling. Okay, you got to you know creep down to get into this motherfucker. Yeah, but th- if AEW is not going to do it, then who is going to let Andrade do what Andrade can do? Triple A. We- well, well, that sucks because having Andrade job out to Darby Allen, and I've said before that I think that Darby Allen is a great in-ring performer, and we have seen a lot, a lot of Darby Allen main events, and every single time he goes over. Every single time he goes over. So when does Darby Allen lose? He can't lose to fucking Andrade? No, that was about to say the triple Last threat time match. He, it, he, Andrade did beat him. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. Once it was became a coffin match, to me, that was a wrap. You knew, you knew who was going to win that match. Period, point blank, end of discussion. That's the problem. Okay, Andrade doesn't need to be in this spot. 
He needs to be chasing for the TNT title at the bare minimum. Okay, I got a lot of people. You know, we're talking about wrestling Twitter. I'll I'll bitch about wrestling Twitter for thirty seconds. I'd say it's the worst. It's the worst. It's not the worst. It's the worst. People got everybody's got an opinion like they got an asshole. Okay, knock yourself out. I'm not going to take this shit home. You know, fuck that. Yeah, but listen, I follow you on wrestling Twitter though. All you do is you say exactly what you think, but you're not super negative. You're not shitting on everything. You're not like, oh, they shouldn't have done this and done this and done this. It's like everything on wrestling Twitter is so fucking negative, except for me, you, and Zach, pretty much. <laughs> well, girl Raven, she's a good one. Uh, high five Tom, he's a good one. I just, no, I, honestly, I just think that people just have their opinions, and they're str- and some are strong, you know, some will, you know, curse your so ass out. I'm sick of the negativity. To I'm me, so when, when I think of Andrade, I don't think that he necessarily our horny should friend. Be. What's his name? <laughs> Steve Patterson. No, oh, wait, he's horny. <laughs> I don't necessarily think that Andrade needs to be champion, but I think it, it, a coffin match shouldn't should be above Andrade. You know, this should not be his highlight reel of him being in AEW. For Michael Wallace Seals, very positive. God bless him. I mean. He, uh, he watched uh, what was the Good Brothers segment? Uh, uh, I can't think of what it was, but they did some shit during the uh, the pandemic. I wanted to watch it, didn't watch it. Everybody else watching it and said they loved it, and I've never watched it. And you know that's another good uh, dog sixty nine loves him some AEW. That's a joke for real. He doesn't love it, but we're he starting like to, me. No, he no he likes you. He just likes to fuck with you. But you know, it's another, I don't like him. You like to fuck with him too. No, it's I a, wish he'd go away. Yeah, it's a scenario Get where we're bringing him. him over to the you hear AW me, dog dark 69? side. Everybody, he has his opinion. He likes more of the independent scene, and God bless him for it. This is where you know, if I didn't see any kinks in that glory, bro, I think the dog is probably Murray's burner. <laughs> <laughs> no. he's trying to act like he, trying to act like I'm he a, lives. I'm in gonna Illinois. go ahead and say that's a hard no on that being Murray's Bernie, burner account. At the end of the day, I'll just say this: Andrade needs to be in a better position than where he is. It feels like the move has not helped Andrade moving from AEW or from WWE AEW. It's not even a a lateral move anymore. It kind of almost seems like it's slot slid down coming over to AEW at this point. That's going to do it for our two count. Let's get to that three count. One, two, three. All right, JCB, you're up. What's a three count? It's up to you, man. Whatever you want to no, talk we, about. No, we, like I said, we're going to talk about uh, WWE on uh, Raw and SmackDown. Uh, I have thoughts. I watch them both. Go ahead. Go with the SmackDown shot because I didn't watch SmackDown this week. Well, SmackDown was pretty bad, actually. SmackDown was not good. <laughs> Damn, uh, like it ended up uh, the the main event was pretty good. It was Riddle versus, versus yeah, I saw the uh, the highlights uh, versus Jim Uso, not Jimmy. Jim, I call him Jim. Oh, okay. James Uso. Okay, y'all y'all got it like that. Okay, I call James U is what I call him. Fair enough. I, I thought it was a tag team match. It was not. It was a oh, single match. match. Riddle versus won. Jim. Udo, yeah, the Riddle Uso. one. Nope. Riddle one with an RKO out of nowhere. Okay. <laughs> pretty much. I got I think it's pretty fucking cool, and I would have never seen it coming how over RK Bro is. They would, are 
over. No, I hated it at first. I think that, you know, this is they're over the high, Oh, yeah, for sure. This is the height of their popularity at this point. I would have the sneaky suspicion that they would end up losing to the Usos when they uh, have to unify the tiles at Backlash. Well, here's but, something interesting that happened on SmackDown. Charlotte Flair comes out and cuts a promo on Ronda Rousey, and I'll be goddamn if that didn't sound like a shoot. It's, it's, what it, she said. and maybe Charlotte Flair with her history of what she did in the going wrote the, the title thing, yeah, earlier this year with Becky Lynch and what she did with uh, oh, what was her name, the pirate chick, uh, Kyrie Sane, Kyrie Sane, yeah. It's like she kind of has a history of going rogue. In her promo about Ronda Rousey, she's like, ah, she always goes up, and she never says anything to the wrestlers. She just always goes up and bitches to the powers that be. It's like, man, that sounds like a shoot, man. Mm. And I wouldn't be surprised if Charlotte Fair was pissed off at Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey has been a failure. I wouldn't say she's been a failure. I think that you can't be a failure when you have enough interest in the – main event of WrestleMania where they be actually become the main event. So I, I can't say she's a failure in that sense. Do, do I want more from her? Yeah. You know, I think in this scenario, if you're going to have her in the the top spot on a wrestling promotion, I, I like to see a little more from her. You know, um, a Paul Heyman type I think would be perfect, but – you know, Heyman has is basically said that he wants to, to be with Roman, stick with Roman, and I don't have necessarily have a problem with that. Ronda's not Ronda's problem is not in the ring; it's the microphone, yes. and nobody can invest well, yeah. into that. It's and awful. That's, well, I mean, when you it's the worst shit ever. When we talked about earlier in the podcast, you're not playing to Ronda's strength. You're asking Ronda Rousey to talk a cut a WWE type promo. The way that they they feed you the line, you have to you know remember that shit. Did you USC see where is they easy? You, that's just you know off the cuff. Did you see where they made Drew Gulak an interviewer this week? Oh just no, so, dude, stop! Well, they did it. I think just I think the only reason they did it was to have Charlotte put him in the figure eight, which was pretty funny because he was too big to do it. But man, he like maneuvered himself so he made it look pretty good. Drew Gulak's the man. Uh, there is a pretty oh, dude, funny, sucks. A pretty funny feud happening right now on SmackDown, oh, and, God, and I think they need to include Yano in it. That's the only thing that can make it better. It's Sami Zayn and Drew McIntyre. It's pretty funny. Okay, so we're Sami talking about Sami Zayn keeps taking losses and running out of the ring, and McIntyre just chases him. That's so, funny to me. Okay. So when you're saying he's taking losses, so this is a count-out loss or he's getting pinned? And he, it, he took a count-out loss last week. Okay. And he started running, and Drew McIntyre won the match, but he was pissed off about it, so he started chasing after Sami Zayn. See, to me, that's funny. Okay, so Sami Zayn is playing— I like the, wrestling, though. Okay, but Sami Zayn is playing the chicken shit heel. Yes. So they, they actually had a match— yeah. Somewhere in this match, Sami Zayn's <laughs> Sammy like, Zane. fuck this, I'm out. Exactly. Kind of like KO did it on uh, Raw on Monday. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they're funny dudes. Now, I'm, look, I just, like I said, I didn't see it. My knee-jerk reaction All right, we is, talked about Ricochet beat gender. Shut the fuck up. Okay, did you see Butch beat up Ridge Holland and Sheamus after they lost? No, dude, I, that's what I said. You got the so smack Butch, portion. They lost, and Butch beats it's up Sheamus. Day, I'm assuming. Yes, okay. and Butch beats up. 
Ridge Holland and Sheamus just because he's pissed off. And when they interview him about on SmackDown, Sheamus says, we've had we've had bigger fights fighting over the remote control at home. Oh. Like, Sheamus just undersells it. But the idea is that Butch, Pete Dunne, is crazier than those two crazy dudes, and they're actually kind of scared of him. And to me, that's a pretty good story. I like wrestling like that. That's funny to me. Don't you think that's funny? I mean, th- th- I guess my knee-jerk reaction to this shit is like, okay, so now Pete Dunne is going to be beating everybody's ass, which is fine. I He's would beating up Sheamus and Rich Holland. They're scared of him. Okay, I need to see. I guess I got to see this shit for myself. I'll tell it's you just, what. It's, it just sounds silly to me. Butch that, might get over. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> All right. Uh, Lacey, Edwards, or Lacey Evans is just telling her story now. It's like, ah, this feels exploitative. I don't need to see this woman's trauma for my wrestling enjoyment. Like, I'll just say this. It's a lot. I've, I've heard bits and pieces of it, and I've always thought she should have been a baby face from the jump, and this is kind of the reason why I thought she should have been a baby face from the jump. So I'm the only one that watches NXT anymore, right? You and Zach are, like, done with it. I heard your boy uh, it was Rob really, Breaker got pushed down. <laughs> it was really bad this week. It was, the ending was so bad this week. You know what I'm saying? I read that shit. I'm like, what the fuck is this? All right, fuck it. We'll move on to Raw. <laughs> so Raw was uh, Cody and Seth in the opening segment. Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched uh, Raw. I watched Raw. It fucking ruled, no, dude. Wh- it fucking ruled. Seth, Seth Rollins has such a command of his character right now, he is so fucking good as his character. Like, and when Cody hit him and like went to the crowd to play yeah. to the crowd, and Seth says, "Don't ever oh, do, do that, that to again. me again." Like he was serious as a <laughs> motherfucker, dude. It was good. It was really good. As much as I give WWE shit about you know silly shit like Butch beating up you know Sheamus and Rich. Holland. No, that's not silly. That's good. That's silly. His name being Butch is silly. But him beating up Sheamus and Ridge Holland and then still being on the same team, like they don't care about it, that's good. That, that's that's good new. Team. That's new. That's a good team. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just say that. It's have we ever team. seen that before in the wrestling? We, we have not. We probably have. It's just been a while. Anyway, um, I guess my point with this is WWE does a lot of things that I don't like. They are hitting every good point with this Cody story. Agreed. From the time he got to WWE, I mean, at there's no way I'm not going to watch the match of Backlash. Well, yeah, it's going to say when who the, wins. Greedy, and I said it online. Greedy, I want Seth to win because I want to see the tiebreaker at SummerSlam. Don't they have to do that? I, I, I don't. No, want, before SummerSlam, it'd be like Money in the Bank or something. I guess Money in the Bank is probably like Cody, Cody's probably too big to win Money in the Bank. He so, shouldn't win. Yeah, he shouldn't win Money in the Bank. So having him have a match at Money in the Bank that would the tiebreaker that makes more sense to me than Cody or Seth winning Money in the Bank. He, I think Theory wins Money in the Bank. He's the U.S. champ, dude. Yeah, but you can win Money in the Bank while being no, the U.S. champ. Come on, man. Well, we need to have a conversation about Theory, but not no, yet. Okay. Let's let's talk about Cody and Seth still. Like, so you think? Who do you think is going to win if you put money on it? I'd put money on. If Seth. I had, a, if you, if we're doing a prediction right now, I would say that Seth's going to win. I don't so think you that. I don't think breaker. that as big of a star as Cody is, I don't think that Vince is going to take 
the guy that he's created from the ground up, like Seth, and turn him into a four-time champion and have him drive out to Cody twice in a row. Well, I just don't think so. He didn't create Seth. Nor should he. He didn't create Seth. He went to. He was in ROH, but that's another story for another time. Yeah, but, I mean, I Seth get what Rollins, you're saying. I get what you're it's saying. It's been eight, nine years, ten years. He's Come a on. WWE He's guy. He's a WWE guy. Okay, I'm not disagreeing with that. For me, selfishly, like I said, I want to see this drag out as long as humanly possible because I'm enjoying this. It's feud. a great feud. It's they, a great feud. They can do. They both work on the mic. They both have good chemistry. Could end up being feud of the year. Damn, dog! It's it's fucking April. Calm down. All right, we gotta keep moving. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm done. I'm just saying. Rhea Ripley turns. Any thoughts? Um, not necessarily a surprise. Do you think it should have been Liv that turned? No, she's she's got baby face appeal. Even though I don't necessarily like her, she's Liv got baby is, face appeal. Liv has got nothing. She's not. Uh, no, she's, she's not. She's, she's not easy good. on the eyes. She's got. She's had some good matches. She's just, easy on the eyes. They all are. She's had some good matches. I just don't think that she is as upper echelon but as you, other things. You do like Rhea Ripley as a heel, though. For Bianca Belair, she's going to need some fucking. Uh, Heels to fight, you know. Becky's gone. Sonya Deville is not going to be. Sonya Deville is going to get smoked by Bianca Belair, right? Um, that was not a good segment. That was not a good it, segment. It is what it is. I'm I'm not necessarily a huge fan of Sonya Deville as the part time, you know, wrestler slash. Authority it seems so figure. weird to me that they made her like authority, like. Why wasn't she just a wrestler the whole time? She had an injury? No, she But they had wanted that, to keep her on TV. Like, she's that charismatic, no, she, had to, she had to be on TV? She had that stalker incident or whatever. She had to go away, and then she came back. And I, I think this was the... About. Google that shit, dog. Stalker? Yeah. They never broke caught it. me. <laughs> uh, you broke out those uh, binds then, I, I uh, see. We had Veer versus a jobber. Where you at on Veer? <sighs> He is what he is. I mean, he's the next big guy that that could easily be gone in like a month. Now, here was a classic Raw segment. Like, this is like classic. I'm like, if anybody anybody can get this shit over, it's these two jokers here. Did you KO Ezekiel and Chad Gable the lie detector segment? This was... It was pretty good. It was one of the best sports entertainment segments that we've seen in 10 years. Like, honestly. Christ. Honestly, 10 years. The pipe bomb promo was 11 years ago. (laughs) You said I looked that shit up. No, I know it's 2011. I remember the day. I'm fucking with you. I remember watching it. But this was a sports entertainment (laughs) segment for the ages. And, man, when (laughs) – this is why KO is so good. So – Chad Gable's getting all his stuff in, you know, where he's like, oh, thank you. And Damn. he goes, uh, a shh, you know. Ran down uh, Gable Stevenson or whatever. Yeah, and then KO stood behind him, and right when he was done going, shh, KO goes, shh, shh, <laughs> Like, he just starts pointing <laughs> to the crowd. He was just like, shh, shh. Hush it up, hush it up. <laughs> Dude, it was just KO getting Chad Gable's stuff over. Just because he's having a good time doing it, you know. Yeah, for sure. It was without question. It, what a sports entertainment moment! It, it, no, it's it, I don't. I don't give two rats asses about Ezekiel. 
I could care less. Oh, I think it's funny. Did it's you hear fun- what his catchphrase was? <laughs> when he goes, I just said Zeke. I'm like, dude, stop who wants this to hear shit. Zeke speak? Zeke. I'm like, dude, I'm done. I'm like, dude, just kiss my narrow fucking. Who ass. wants to walk with Elias? Yeah, and who wants to see Zeke, Zeke speak? speak? I'm like, man, fuck this shit. God damn you, WWE. Y'all can't get shit right. You had this motherfucker. No, no, that is right. No, that is right. What are you talking about? That's the best shit they could have done with him. Dude, that's the best shit. What was Elias going to do? Was he going to fight Undertaker, the fucking mania? I'm not asking. What was he going to do? He's a fucking mid-carder. Lower mid-card. Ezekiel is not going to go any better. It'll still be funny for a couple months, And Elias was funny fucking too. Okay, For a couple months, and then it got too old. And so now, now what's really gonna <laughs> fuck you up is when they bring out a second one. You're gonna find out there are twins. <laughs> That's really gonna fuck you up. You bring out a second one. God bless you for it. Anyway, I'm sorry. It was a great segment. It was. It was a great segment. I'm just going to sit up here and say that Ezekiel is not going to be any bigger than a lot. All right. Then Edge cuts a promo with Damian Priest standing by his side. Damian Priest looking like Robert Pattinson's Batman. <laughs> fucking eyeliner everywhere it's like dude it's like you guys can wear eyeliner does it have to run everywhere like Stop. you've been fucking crying at the oz at four <laughs> o'clock in the morning like fucking just straighten your shit up it's four in the morning at the oz anyway still straight new batman up. was pretty good it was pretty good i liked it what yeah i liked it a lot actually it was fucking weird here's the thing man like this batman is like kind of moody and down that's what everybody says. Wow. It's like, yeah, every Batman's moody and down. down. You yeah, fucking dorks. It's like, oh, really? Oh. <laughs> I was gonna is say, the villain kind of have Michael a good Keaton point would, sometimes? <laughs> Michael Keaton was the only one that had, like, you know, a mini sense of humor. Oh, dude, speaking of Michael Keaton, I watched Jackie Brown today. Good fucking movie. Fucking great so, movie. Under, as a Quentin Tarantino... Not mega fan. Nobody but talks kind of, about that movie. Thank that movie's you. Good as that is fuck, one of dude. the ones that I I will put up against any of them. Pulp Fiction dude, as well. De Niro, De Niro walking with Bridget Fonda and he fucking shoots her twice. He's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's so good. God bless Jackie Brown. That's that's a good ass movie. Great movie. Yeah, man. it's really fucking good. I probably haven't seen it in twenty years. It yeah. fucking ruled. All right, so Edge and Damian yeah, Priest do their you. thing, and. Sidebar, do you like the idea of Rhea Ripley joining them? Because that's a rumor going around. I think uh, her eye makeup, she also looks like Batman from the new Batman, the Robert Pattinson Batman. The Batman. If you're going to go with the theme of we kind of lost our way, we were supposed to do A, but now, you know, we got sidetracked to B. Rhea Ripley makes a lot of sense. She was a champion. She got kind of, you know, put together to this tag team. They were tag team champions. That shit didn't work. The lift shit didn't work. Are Edge and Damian Priest, are they supernatural? That's, I think, the the first thing that Edge was talking about was. That's so stupid. Okay. Okay. So, how is. what's, What's the difference between the. KO show segment and then this Damian Priest egg se- segment because oh I the mean, KO segment was supposed to be funny okay it was comedy okay what this supernatural stuff does is appeals to like I don't know thirteen year olds 
that play Slender Man or whatever fucking okay, so shit Fortnite. I don't so know. E- so even though, and just just playing devil's advocate for thirty seconds, even though Edge connected the dots, Ministry of Darkness. I was in the Brood. This is why this happened. Yeah, but the Brood wasn't good. <laughs> Ministry of Darkness wasn't good. That shit wasn't good. So you're going back to shit that wasn't good. You know what was good about Edge? Christian. When they did the five-second pose. That's the only thing that's ever been good about Edge. The brood. Oh, oh we should go back to the brood. The shit that sucked. Look, and you liked that, because you were 14? I didn't say I liked the brood. I didn't say okay. you. I'm talking about everybody else. Okay. Why are and we talking about the fucking brood? Get the fuck out of because here with the we, were t- we asked last week, how is it all of a sudden that Danian Priest is getting, you know, turned the lights down? There's, a, you know, this purple hue on him. Edge at least did us the one thing, whether you like the explanation or not, that we want to see. At least I want to personally, see. WWE. Personally, I think the brood sucks. I like wrestling when it's funny. I like Kurt Angle. I like Edge and Christian. I like Chad Gable. I like Sami Zayn. I like Kevin Owens. Those are the guys that I like. Okay. I like the funny guys. And there's nothing Get wrong the with that. Get the brood the fuck out of here. That's why I've always agreed with Steve Patterson when I say I like the American Badass Taker better than the Dead Man Taker. Because the American Badass was at least, he fucking rode a motorcycle at least. Right? It's Taker. I mean, you're not going to get a great answer from me. I'm not, I know. Yeah, that's even, yeah, who was I thinking about asking? God damn. All right. Don't give a fuck. Did you? Dilly gaff, I don't want to. I don't want to insult you here. I'm going to assume that you did, but I'm going to ask. Did you watch Finn Balor versus Theory? Yes. Did you like it? I think the right guy went over. Did you like the match? The match was good. I mean, I think Finn Bauer is a good wrestler. I just don't think that... The match was fucking great. I just don't think that he is a fit for the WWE in any sort of capacity other than Finn Bauer. Oh, okay. Other than getting somebody over. He's been kind of riding this horse on Twitter for a while. Like, you just think that he's been booked so bad that he he should just quit? No, I don't think he's... Look, I'm not asking for anybody to quit by any stretch of imagination. There's a lot of people on... Tw- no, I'm not... No, I'm I'm thinking... I'm saying that Finn Bauer, and I'll say this, you know, right now, Finn Bauer to me, has hit his ceiling. He hit his ceiling when he won the Universal Championship. We just didn't know it at that point. Obviously, he got hurt. He came back. And he hasn't really gotten to that height of, you know, popularity or I guess, you know, not even popularity, but just booking wise. He's never really been in the main event scene again until I wouldn't necessarily, I want say the question again. I'm sorry. Bill is asking me that I think he got fucked by bad timing. I won't necessarily say he got fucked by bad timing, but I think it's another great what-if question. What if Finn Bauer would have stayed healthy and would have been able to carry the Universal title as the first Universal champion? It's a great question to ask. I don't think that necessarily Finn Bauer is what Vince wants. He's a kind of a small guy. 
not even kind of small guy. He's a small guy. He doesn't really talk really well on the on the mic, and that's a WWE thing. You have to be able to talk. So when Theory wins the U.S. title, and Vince comes out and on. raises his All hand, all the heels came out first. Yeah, and, he and got held I'm up. like, okay, what he got the fuck is up, this? Held up by Dijakovic, friend the, of me yeah, of the show. Uh, the hurt business, you know, everybody. But you know, the, don't forget about Donovan Dijakovic. Friend of me, this show, yeah, the show. for sure. Okay, I, look, I said that like in the segment beforehand. Thank you. I, I want to say it every time. I did. You just said it, and then Vince comes out. It's, now, Vince also used. To, I remember being at. I guess it was Elimination Chamber when Drew McIntyre beat Kane, and there were Vince coming out for him too because Drew McIntyre was the chosen one. The chosen one. Now, that was before Drew McIntyre got let go. Right. And then went away for a while and came back. Vince came out and said he was going to be a future WWE champion. He was right. <laughs> Drew took the scenic route of that motherfucker. He, sure, he, got did. There. he <laughs> sure did, man. He got out and walked. Fuck he was like, oh, shit. there's a trail here? <laughs> Say, well, oh, you driving the WWE This is called the TNA trail? <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and walk. Just pull pull the car over. I'm just going to head and walk. And Vince is like, okay, I'll just I'll, I'll meet you up here. <laughs> <laughs> meet me in like 10 years, brother. I'll be down to But work. anyway, I mean, Austin Theory is a future world champion. No doubt. He's going to beef up. He's not even that small. He's, he's going to beef up, and he's awesome. He's a, He was a former bodybuilder, so, I mean, I don't think there is a issue of how, you know, can he put on the weight. Obviously, he can put on the weight. I think this is more so of Austin Theory. Can he evolve the character? This is a good mid-card character right now, okay? He's annoying enough to where you still want to see his ass beat, but he's not big enough to be a possible two-belt champion. Roman Reigns is not going to be – this unified bullshit is not going to happen too much longer. Sooner or later, they're going to break up the tiles. It is what it is. So let's just play that devil's advocate for 30 seconds. I can see Theory being a the raw champion. So this this is the thing that I want to say – um, a little bit later on, we were talking about the rumors, but there's a lot of rumors going around right now, and it's a lot of it. I'll just spoil it a little bit. It's a lot about like, uh, oh, so John Moxley's contracts coming contracts up. up. Like, what if he got the Cody treatment next year at WrestleMania? What if it was Dean Ambrose versus Roman Reigns? First of all, it's hard to imagine John Moxley going back there, but that's what we all said about Cody, right? Agreed. And then it's like, well, they're really courting the fuck out of FTR too. Yeah, their contracts up. Their contracts coming up. I think they have. I think AEW has a a right to kick in another year or whatever. But just let's just say for sake of argument, so their contracts feel, up. It feels too. like the podcast that I listen to and the the Twitter that I see is. A lot of people being like, man, it'd be cool as fuck if Dean Ambrose came back to WWE. Oh, man, it'd be cool as fuck if the Revival came back to WWE. Oh, man, it'd be cool as fuck if Jericho came back to WWE. I bet it would. All this shit, right? I bet it would. And it's like, <laughs> it's kind you of. had them, man. No, but it's kind of like people. No, what it seems to me is like people have just gotten beaten into submission by WWE 
year after year after year after year after year. And when something else good starts, the only they the only thing they can think about is like, oh, well now AEW is like a farm system for WWE. It's like no motherfucker. No, it's it's direct competition, and I don't care what anybody says. It's it's direct competition, and the reason why you know it's direct competition is because the biggest thing that happened at WrestleMania this year was an AEW wrestler going back. That's how you know it's direct competition. It was, I won't say it's the biggest deal, but I mean it's it's easily one of the the two three highlights. That wasn't the thing that everybody was talking about coming out for, out of WrestleMania. That in Austin. Okay. That's they weren't talking about Brock Roman. No, I wasn't going to even say that. I was going to say Bianca and Be- Becky was going to yes, be the, it was a the great, other thing. great match. You could throw any of those three But up it's not there. the biggest story. The biggest story is Cody, and it's because he was AEW. Okay. That's how you know they're direct competition. Okay, I, that's what I'm saying. Ultimately, I guess the problem is, is that AEW does things one way, WWE does things another way, and I... I would find it really hard to believe that Dean Ambrose goes back. Other people will go back to to WWE. Cody's already, you know, made that bridge over, so other and people Cody, don't cross Cody's that bridge. Gonna, Cody's going to talk to other people, though, and he's going yeah, like, he's, he's they gonna treat to, me like a fucking king. Right. Because they are want, treating him like a fucking king. Without question. But I want to see – Cody might be the outlier, but he, he being Vince – and I've said it before, he's gonna have to do it and then continue to do it. But when people are like when people are like, Man, well, they've been gone for a while. I'd love to see uh Reigns versus Moxley in WWE. It's like, man, motherfucker, you know, you, you I'd love to get see I well, if we're just fancy booking, it's like I'd love to see Austin Theory in the G one. <laughs> you know? I'd love to see fu- I'd, love to, I'd love to see fucking uh Seth Rollins versus Seth Rollins Adam Page. G1, I I'd love to see, see Seth that. Rollins versus fucking Kenny Omega. It's like you can go either way. You don't think that Tony Khan has as much money as fucking Vince? He does. He just didn't want to pay it to Cody. People, okay, and I guess that's where a part of this problem is, is that WWE has been around so long. You know, Vince has, you know, so much money. You know, it's not... Tony Khan's money, it's his dad money. It does, to me, it it doesn't matter. Right. When you can start, you know, loading up this roster the way AEW has, you have to be able to understand they have some money. Now this is the next, and and they might lose guys, this but that is, makes it a real competition. I was getting ready to say this is the next, you know, level coming up where now both tiers feel more established. More so on the AEW side. Obviously, WWE has been around for God knows how long, longer than me. And the MJF stuff is like, the fact that MJF keeps talking about his promos is fucking funny. That's going to be where the rubber really meets the road. There's going to be guys that's going to go back over to WWE. It is what it is. You know, you're not going to get, you know, the time that you thought you were going to get in AEW. I think if you're Tony Khan, MJF is going to be. No, you can't let MJF go. You can't. You just. Whatever you got to do, you can't crack the brakes truck up. He's got to be your, what he wants. He's got to be your dude for the long term. If you're Tony Khan, yeah. If you're Vince, and don't get me wrong, Vince the, could offer him a bunch of money. Tony Khan should just offer him one dollar more every time. You know, this is trading places. <laughs> one dollar, motherfucker. Yep. You are not getting away. I just don't think. And let's just say he's for, the one pillar that you can't let go. Let's say for the sake of argument. He does go to WWE. I don't think he's nearly as 
entertaining, no, they'd effective. Ma- they'd make him a manager. Right. <laughs> they, and even then, they I don't would think, give him a stable, okay. and he wouldn't wrestle, and even which is kind of like what he does now, actually. He but just when he does, talk shit. But it's like, he, hey, here's five matches that you have to fight before you can fight me. But when he does. That's a pretty good gimmick. When he does, we watch. Yeah. And he pays it off. Yeah. And yeah. that's all you can ultimately ask for at that point. Okay, it's not like, and I'm not running down Roman Reigns because it, it's it's no, because it's good. WWE. I just don't like the yeah, fact Roman that, Reigns is fine. No, I'm just saying. Let me let me finish, motherfucker. Roman Reigns is not getting the love because the Brock Lesnar match didn't pay off the hype. Any other time, we wouldn't. He have never would have gotten the love on the fifth match with Brock Lesnar. Never. It, ne- it, it would have had to. Somebody would have to have nuke somebody or actually kill him in the ring for it to if, be a bigger if story. Roman would have came. If Roman would have came down and got out that Kamara lock and and then pinned him clean without question, I think that would have gone a long way. To getting this thing over. All right. We're going to skip past the wedding. We're going to come back to it. <laughs> um, we'll go to Cody and KO. So that was, of course, a letdown to the live crowd that it was KO. Everybody, when it's a mystery opponent, somebody, I, they I, want. Honestly, the, I'll the, be the first to admit it. Didn't know it was going to be KO. I'm like, Who I didn't the either. Fuck is gonna be? I know. Who the fuck is gonna be? So is it going to be great, Kali? It's like, is it going to be Tensai? It's like, it's, no, no, no. And it's KO. Of course, the crowd's going to be a little disappointed. But kudos to WWE because they, they've gone seen, away from uh, KO and Seth for a little bit. Have we seen KO and Cody ever wrestle? There was a dark match that I saw like the week um, after Cody's debut, but as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to say no. 17 minutes with a countout, which is fair because it played into the storyline. Story yeah, KO is like, fuck that. This, this is your match. Get you. I'm going to say, I ain't got no business over here. He's over here kicking my ass. Fuck this shit. I'm out. I got to go fuck with Ezekiel here in a little bit. I'm chucking the deuce. No problem with that. I thought it was absolutely perfect because it's not like KO and Seth are buddy-buddy. KO and Seth are buddy-buddy when it, you know, it's, it's mutually exclusive for them to be buddy buddy. Well, right. You can help me out. Okay, fair enough. Well, but I ain't gonna help you out here in a little bit. We're leading to a KO Seth Rollins match. Ultimate feud at some point. Which they've already had. Look, they had a WrestleMania, but I guess in this scenario with with Seth kind of being more of a tweener. In this case, he's heelish versus Cody. He'll be more babyface versus KO. Seth can go a lot of different ways, and I think Seth Rollins deserves some credit tell you because what, he's, he's been really good in 2022. Cody's on fucking fire, though. So far, so good. Like I Cody said, feels like wrestling. No, it, he feels like WWE wrestling. has done him right so far since coming. He over. feels like cutting promos <laughs> on Seth Rollins. It was a fun segment, and then uh, we had Lashley and MVP and Omos. Uh, so they asked Lashley backstage about his deal, and then they showed him a video of MVP and Omos. And I have to say that this is a feud that I am into. You know why? It's because it's a story, and WWE doesn't like to tell stories. And this is a story about MVP and Lashley were together for a year and a half, two years. Now, that is a – those guys were together. And they were a good act, and I like them. 
And then they have MVP not show up at WrestleMania. And it's like, wait, why isn't MVP with Lashley? And then they made it part of a story with Omos. So good on you, WWE. That's good writing. I like having Lashley needing to get his hands on MVP, but having to go through Omos first. What do you think, Jason? I just really miss heel Lashley. I do. I get it. I, I get it. You know. Omos is the next, you know, incarnation. We're flipping the page, and it's it's something I've always asked for WWE. You know, let's make next the next star. In this scenario, I'm kind of I kind of miss Bobby Lashley and MVP together. They felt like old times. It was good to see both guys, MVP especially, you know, get a little love from the uh, the WWE. Universe, especially when he's the manager, and managers just don't you know you don't see a lot of managers in WWE. It's MVP's not what a they great do. one, right? So it, you said it before the uh, the WrestleMania actually happened that MVP and Omos should be like the next you know manager. You know, did I say that? yeah, you did. You, you, Fuck you, yes. you actually mapped it out, and I, I was like, dude, that is Fuck so fucking yes. good. So I have to give you credit. I don't remember for that. saying that. <laughs> it was really good. I watched it unfold. It was like watching Jordan dunk for the first time over everybody. I was like, holy shit. But anyway, um, from that point, I just, you know, I, I just, it's going to be hard to watch Lashley, you know, fold to Omas. It was nice to give Lashley the WrestleMania victory, but I think from this point on, it should probably be Omos, you know, dominating the... I'll disagree with you here, though. I think that Lashley is actually a pretty good babyface. I think that he cuts a pretty good babyface promo. I think that he's believable. I think that he is a guy that's pretty easy to root for. I think he's a great heel, too, especially with MVP as a manager. That that was a great act. The Hurt Business... I mean, I was a big fan of the Hurt Business. I remember putting on Friends of BFR. I was like, man, if these guys stick together, they can be really something. Yeah, they can be something really special. And they just kind of let them fall by the wayside. You know what? The the only I mean, that's uh, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin are criminally underused. Criminally underused. The only reason I was I hesitate to give Lashley, you know, hope as a baby face is when he came back, I remember Bobby's sisters. With Sam, I think it was Sammy Zayn as the uh Yeah, it, the that, heel. That didn't work. It okay. was it was a bad it was a bad angle. That's where But when he was I'm in like, TNA hey, though, he was a great baby face in TNA. What what's the what's the key letters from that? TNA. TNA. Well those okay. are letters. Those aren't words. I said what did I say? You said what are those words? Those are letters. Jesus Christ. Unless you say unless you spell it T E E. Okay, motherfucker, you get my point. Okay. <laughs> Two different organizations. Okay. Let me see Bobby Lashley get over as a baby okay, face well, in the W okay. W E. Here's another thing I thought though. Now listen, this is my platform, right? I'm allowed to say whatever I want. Here's another thing I thought. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. Here's another thing I going. thought. It's like why do they always have to put Bobby Lashley through these like physical tests? And why does Bobby Lashley have to have an arm wrestling contest with Omos? It makes it seem kind of like the NFL Combine, which we know what the NFL Combine has been compared to. It's been compared to slave trade. So why are they doing that only with the black guys? Why, why, why isn't Braun Strowman doing arm wrestling shit with somebody else? 
you know, somebody's going to tweet at me like a YouTube thing of Braun, Braun yeah, Strowman doing arm say, wrestling. I was just getting Probably ready with say, the black guy. Yeah, right. I was just no, getting you, ready to say that I'm sure that Braun Strowman or whatever. You know, that part, you know that part in Jackie Brown, though, where uh, Samuel Jackson's sitting in the bail bondsman's office, nice. and it's just the bail bondsman with uh, Zeus from No Holds Barred? He's like... I mean, he says the N-word so many times in this movie. God bless him. But he goes, uh, he goes, who is that Mandingo looking? <laughs> and he goes, and he's like, that's Arthur. He works here. He's like, you guys tight? He's like, yeah, we're friends. And he goes, I bet it was your idea to take that picture, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> Just let you know. That's so... That's so fucking good, I say, good, your man. boy over here wreck your motherfucking neck God over here. Damn. I, I don't know. Why do they always have to put the black guys through the physical challenges? Okay, come on now. I was going to say, if this was somebody white that they wanted to bring up slowly, I'm sure Batista or Triple H or somebody else had to jump these same fucking Oh, uh, yeah, sure thing. Oh, on TV? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would, I would no. totally put that on no, it. I'll put no. that on anything. They, they didn't. Yes, they, didn't. they did. Okay, did you watch the wedding? Wedding was fine. It was it was funny in the sense where you know we started to switch you know, up the partners or whatever. But you know how I'm waiting I feel. for truth to come over and ultimately win the title back. You know how I feel about wrestling weddings. Big fan. Love wrestling weddings. I was not looking forward to this one. Okay, uh, never mind. I jumped the gun. What not- you what did you think? Oh, I thought it was an A plus. I thought it was fucking <laughs> rule. Like, if I liked it, I'm like, if you didn't like it, there's something <laughs> no, really no, wrong over I here. I thought it was really good. Dude, I, I honestly Wrestling weddings, there's nothing like it. It's the strange like in wrestling, wrestling is the weirdest thing in the fucking world because it's just dudes fake fighting anyway. In the underwear. But Wrestling weddings is like oh. a whole nother level yeah, of it's, fucking it's, strange. It's basically like a license to do whatever the fuck you Never want been a bad one. 15 or 20 minutes or whatever the case may be. Never been a bad it one. Was, it was really, really we good. We saw six title changes in one wedding. <laughs> I'm like, all right, come on, Truth. Come on, Truth. Dude, come on, Reggie, Truth. Reggie kissing the bride and then lowering down till her arms, till her shoulders were on the mat and the referee counting one, one two, three. three. I was like, what? Dude, that... <laughs> Popped me. God damn. Like, Wrestling what? weddings are good. I'm okay. Like, come on, Reggie. Damn. I'm glad, the, I'm glad we're on the same page here. I'm like, I, I wanted to go to the next week where they went to the honeymoon and they're like, okay, so we're going to the honeymoon and you're going to get out of the bed? No, I can't get out of the bed. My pins or my shoulder's going to be on the bed. That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> That's going to do it for our three count. One, two, three. This is bad. All right, so we started talking about the rumors earlier, and there's really not much more to talk about, except do you think that John Moxley will... Do you think that FTR will be in WWE at WrestleMania next year? No, I just... I I can't believe it. I just won't believe it. I won't say I won't believe it. I'll just say, for what I think I see, FTR and Moxley have... Especially now if this New Japan thing really starts to be a deal. FTR can go to New Japan. You can see them with the Good Brothers again or or for the first time. You can see the Briscoes again. There's so many different opportunities for both the Briscoes, not the Briscoes, but for FTR and Moxley outside of WWE. WWE has really the one card. What? They have money. What Tony Khan should do 
is just back up that Binks truck, Brinks truck to Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins would I'm never go. I'm steal you. Seth Rollins would never go. Did you ever think that Cody would go back to WWE? No. Well, then never say never. Okay. I would be extremely stunned. Yeah, but we we get, st- I mean, we're marks. We get stunned like three times a year. We're like, holy fucking shit. Okay. I one mean, of now those, some of it, I get, I now one you, of those might be. Cody is one. You got two one more. One of those you, might be the them giving ACH, uh, like, Let's see, uh, Amos see, and Andy. See, you ain't shit, dog. No, but that was a, that was a big story, shit. though, when it happened. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just but saying. But that is, that was really weird. It was really weird. I'll I'm not even trying that. to make a joke. I think <laughs> about that really a lot. Weird. I'm like, man, that is fucked up. <laughs> like, what were they thinking? <laughs> Who two, signed off on this? It was 2020. Right. I was going to say, you, you motherfuckers know better, okay? I ain't going to drop the N-bomb just yet. I'm drunk. I ain't that damn drunk. I'll just say Not until I turn on Ice Cube in a minute. <laughs> totally God damn. I'm on the fucking payback with a twist. The motherfucking shop with the punks missed. I say, they supposed to know about Ice Cube. All Ice Cube is outgunned. What is outcome? Will they do me like Malcolm? Malcolm? All right. All right. Let's finish this shit up. All right. Uh, so... Oh, I was just talking about uh, rumors. Moxley F- stays. I think Moxley FDR, stays. I, I think, I think everybody stays. Yeah, because I just don't think that Moxley has to be at the top. If you're going to bring him back to WWE, he would be a nice little um, safety net if you don't get. Two-hour podcast. God damn it. So you don't get Rock long. versus Reigns. You got Rock versus Moxley. FTR is. It's not coming back. This just it, that would blow my fucking mind if they went back to WWE. It makes no sense. This is banned from ringside. Hey, we got some birthdays this week. Bruce the Barber Beefcake, who I met at Starcast. Did you smoking a cigarette outside the day after? He was there. He's sixty-five, still alive. Yeah, he's still alive. <laughs> uh, Nikki Crosses only thirty-three. Mm. Ezekiel Jackson. Former I'm, Intercontinental Champion. I'm assuming he's, he's alive. <laughs> Boy, yeah, he's alive, dude. I don't know. I don't you would have found out if he was dead. What, because I'm black? I'm supposed to know where all the black guys die? Is that what it is? No, no. He was on SmackDown like just seven years ago. If he would have died, they would have given him the Shad Gaspard fucking treatment. No, stop it. They wouldn't. He was Intercontinental Champion. How was Shad guys, Gaspard? How many guys? Totally different. Don't even put Jack Gaspard. Chuck Taylor, or as I like to call him, Trent Beretta. He's 36. <laughs> That's a great inside joke. Uh, John Cena, he's 45. Mm-mm-mm. The previously mentioned, Dijakovic. Friend of me of the show. 35. Dude. Britt Baker. Now, Britt Baker is one that I've thought about. Like, if she went over to WWE, she would make so much more money. Britt Baker, she would, would be huge. Britt Baker would be a big deal at WWE. Huge. She could make she could so her, much more she money. She could cut a great promo, and she doesn't have to wrestle as great as she seemingly it should will. have to have. And in you, could, you could put her in a match with Charlotte or right Becky now. or right Bianca now. right now. Yep. Yep. Uh, how, old is she, how old is Britt? 31. I got a chance. A lot of upside. Mm-hmm. What, like to be her benefactor? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Moose is 38. I'll see you next week, Moose. Uh, Kane, it, yeah, we'll see you next week, Moose. Uh, Kane is 55. Uh, you know, I love Kane, but, like, I follow him on Twitter, and he is a fucking 
idiot. Like, he is a fucking Ayn Rand, fucking Atlas Shrugged, Fountainhead fucking idiot. Bill goes off. Go fuck off. yourself, this Glenn Jacobs. 253, Bill goes off. That's how, that's how I'm going to label I mean, this just, motherfucker. Just stop being such a fucking nerd. <laughs> He's all about the free market and shit. Oh, the free market. It's like, fuck off. Uh, Vladimir Kozlov is my age. He's just about six months older. He is 43. Wow. I know. Hey, everybody. We know there's tons of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you guys listening to ours. For Thank Murray you. the Murray Man, Murray Jack. for Patriot Pat, Jack. for Sideways in Time, for Grandel Wrestling, Double for Jack. Tender Mahal, Double Jack. for Vice, Jack. for my dog Reba, Jack. for Aaron, for Jack. working tonight. Just say the fuck. That's bringing home this the money. Lots of fun. Bringing home the uh, For Two Beers, Zach Pollen. We'll Jack. see you next week for my friend Jason Cornelius Bell. I bitches. am Bill Veggie. And Jack. everybody, never ever forget to Black Lives Matter Jack. and just boo the heels. Ooh.